It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Seen live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now, on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Put the papers and now they wanna rape us. 
shut them down, open up shop Oh, no That's a rough fighter's road Man, look what you done started what? Ask for it, you got it what? Had it, shoulda shot it what? Now you're guilty departed what? Get at me, dog, did I rip shit? What? But this one here, I flip shit what? Niggas know when I kick shit, what? it's gonna be some slick shit what? What would that look for what? when I walked in the door? What? Oh, you thought you was wrong? What? Boom, not anymore, what? cause now you on the floor what? Wishing you never saw what? me walk through that door what? With that 4-4 four four. Now it's time for bed, what? two more to the head what? Got the floor red, what? yeah that nigga's dead what? Another unsolved mystery, what? it's going down in history what? Niggas ain't never did shit to me, what? bitch ass niggas ain't get to me what? Got to make a move, what? got a point to prove what? Got to make them groove, what? got them all like ooh what? So to the next time, what? you hear this nigga rhyme what? Try to keep your mind what? on getting pussy and crime what? to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, more terroristic half. <laughs> v. Lim. Hello, Patriot. So, uh... According to the FBI, anyway. Yeah, we both are terrorists. Yeah, I'm a huge terrorist. If you guys saw the back of my truck, holy shit, you would say terrorist! Army insignia, oh, Gaston flag. Done. Uh, that's it. It's Done. over. Seriously. Done. Anyway. And don't forget about the two stick figures that are fucking in the corner. That's really funny. <laughs> One's terrible. missing a leg, too. That's horrible. Her name's Bob. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> wow, y'all. All right. And we have a guest with us tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. First impression to me. Hey. But he's one, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's one like of, one of us. So. He's one of your brothers, actually. Um, even if y'all didn't know it, because he served in the army. He's actually a chaplain. Um, well, then, oh man, I really <laughs> screwed this pooch. But he was that. in the army before he became an ordained, ordained minister. Okay. So I'm, very, I'm sure he's heard it all before. So, uh, Sweet let's bring him in. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll do it right now. Mr. Frank Lopez. Frank Lopez. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good. How are we you? We are good. How are you, good. sir? I was just sitting here enjoying the music. Well, that was good. We do that for about 50 minutes prior to uh, any uh, all of our shows, and we just let everybody kind of get in, relax a little yeah. bit, take a load off. You know, yeah, yeah. Give everyone was, a chance to get in. Yeah, it was it was good. I was just chilling out back here, waiting to get on. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so we were actually just recently down at the border. Oh, nice. Um, we got chased off by a bunch of your friends. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, we not went, the illegals. I'm not talking no, about no. that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm <laughs> yeah. not just You're terrible. No, no, but everybody started so, saying uh, it. Whoa! It, yeah, he was a border patrol agent. You can't see the big yes, border, border patrol, patrol sign behind so, him. Um, yeah, we went. We went down. We took a little excursion down to the border, and uh, we had some friends that were uh, part of an organization that was helping, um, basically intercept kids as they were coming across mm -hmm. and they'd feed them and give them a Bible and call border patrol to come pick them up. Um, yeah. and we went down there to, to help out with that. But our friends had previously been down there and discovered that the, the, the border wall is like a great big tuning fork. And if you play music at it, it sounds like an earthquake all the way down the wall. And they yeah. did that and they, they all border patrol rushed there. And, and, um, so when we went down there, we just drove up the wall and we had 22 vehicles trailing us. Wow. And the, the border patrol checkpoint is closed. 
But we had we had SRT teams. Yep. We had, we had two Patrol. SRT teams. We um, had uh, wildlife uh, bureau of uh, wildlife yeah, management, BLM. whatever yeah. it is, right there. Um, it was it was quite hysterical. So we thought we 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 need to do that at other places down the border, so that border control maybe can be all the way down the border. Because but, the really weird part was when our friends were there, when our friend Justin and Jason were there. Uh, the New York Times showed up. It was a big hoop to do. And uh, Justin <laughs> and Jason uh, took care of the New York Times and then the New York Times left. But um, they wrote a not a nice article about Border Patrol, which obviously yeah. uh, we don't like screwing the agents. But we brought there was like literally they sat there in one day and they had over was it uh, they had 62 people. Cross the border in front of them. No, they had sixty-two yeah. crossings. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know how crossings. many people. Okay, there was yeah. uh, tons of people, but they were taking these people in, and then Border Patrol was coming by and picking them up. But they never saw Border Patrol unless they called them to them. Yeah, which so is very weird. It sounds like you were what maybe in Arizona out there somewhere. Yeah, so that's exactly right, Arizona. Yeah. yeah so you know the uh, the border, it's, it's got its own uh, dynamic, uh, its own life. Uh, California is different from Arizona, from New Mexico, and even here in Texas, we have five border patrol sectors. So you'll you'll see some differences in the way operations are run, uh, the the tempo, the operational tempo on the ground, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Look, uh, so some places I was actually speaking with a border patrol agent from Arizona who's detailed down here to the Del Rio sector, and as crazy as Arizona has been over the years, he said. In, in, in 20 years, uh, 19 and pl plus, but anyways, he had never seen anything like what he's seen down here in the Del Rio sector in this part of the, the of the border. And, and it's all because it's orchestrated, guys. It, it's a part of a big plan. And they've decided to make Del Rio sector, uh, th this part of the, of, of the Texas border, a focal point. And so you've got... Uh, you got the U.S. agencies working uh, with the government of Mexico, and then you've got you throw in there, you know, the United Nations. You throw in the non-government organizations, George Soros and the globalists in the background. Uh, of course, the socialist Democrats and a bunch of sold-out corrupt rhinos. Yep. So it's all a big boiling pot down here. Yeah. So you uh, you uncovered a rhino there uh, in your area, there, didn't you? Yeah, so there's a our incumbent Republican. Uh, I, I call him the GOP infiltrator. I mean, he's infiltrated the party. He ran around with the uh, Democrats uh, and LULAC, the League of United Latin American Citizens, in San Antonio, uh, Bear County. And so as soon as he showed up on the scene, man, all the flags went off. But uh, you, you all know how it is, man. Just a lot of money. Uh, you know, the, the nice package, all the right pandering words. And that's a, it's, it's kind of easy to fool people who don't take time to invest in researching and vetting, uh, vetting their uh, candidates. And this guy has turned out to be a nightmare. Uh, he was endorsed by Trump. And one of the first things he did, the first thing he did, actually, uh, January 6th, he voted against the objection uh, led by Senator Cruz, which actually would have sent back the Electoral College, you know, that whole, uh, uh, yep. you know, yep. uh, yeah, the theater. Would have yeah. sent it right back to Arizona. Yep, that would have been fall, fallen under uh, Article Six of the Constitution. Um, yep. That that is well, holy. So, what you used to work for Border Patrol, correct? Yeah, thirty years uh, on the Texas border. 
Jesus. And you're located where now? So I'm in Del Rio, which is uh, 150 miles west of San Antonio in the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, you rem- may remember last year was the epicenter with the Haitian invasion, all the all the Haitians underneath the bridge. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's right where it happened, about three or four miles down the road. Jesus. And uh, when you – what did you do? How, how far did you make it in Border Patrol? Well, uh, so actually I went all the way up to D.C. I was an assistant chief up at headquarters in, in Washington in the mid 2000s. And uh, it's kind of funny, ironic. Uh, I, I just didn't like it up there, man. So oh. I wanted to get back. I, I wanted to get back to the field. And so people say now you're trying to get elected to get over there. Well, oh. you know, it, it was just a different time in my life. But uh, yeah, predominantly down here in the Doriel sector, I went up to Washington. I served in a couple of different stations in this sector, uh, worked on national programs. And and uh, as Valen said at the beginning there, yeah, I was a uh, I was in the army for three years as a military policeman in the mid eighties, uh, 84 to 87, uh, Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh, the infantry calls it the Fort beginning. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. He yeah. was there too. I'm sorry. That's yeah. Big- you had to deal with me. People like <laughs> Yeah. Could- you, you were still in. in middle no, no. When I went back on several occasions. Well, you were yeah. there when you were a kid, weren't you? Yeah. Well, no, I was there when I was a kid, but I was also there. Uh, I was yeah. there on several different occasions. I had to go to B-Knock there. I had to do yeah. or what we call beer knock. I did yeah. ranger school was at Fort Benning. Um, everything's there. Airborne school. Uh, exactly. So I had a good time. I was with the uh, 988th uh, uh, company down there. I was a, it was a garrison unit, but uh, while I was there, we got uh, sent out to Honduras. So I did about half a year down in uh, Comiagua, Palmarola Air Base in, in Honduras. Came back. You been there? Yep. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love my time in Honduras. Uh, I was only one of two Spanish speakers, so they used me for a lot of different things. But uh, then came back and uh, ended up in Mainz, West Germany with a 527th MP company out there. And then I got out after a short three years. I, I said I'll never wear another green uniform again in my life. And I wore the green border patrol uniform for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, I've got to ask this. Um, what was your red pill moment? My red pill moment? Well, uh, you know, growing up in South Texas, you're a conservative church boy, everything. Uh, my parents, uh, you know, good work, strong ethic, uh, American citizens, t- Texans. Um, I, I you know, I started finding out, you know, listening, watching Ronald Reagan, uh, then lis- listen to the great Rush Limbaugh, my, my 20s, uh, as a Border Patrol agent. And, and that formulated a lot of my thinking. But I guess my red pill moment came when I retired from Border Patrol. And uh, I, I said, I got to get involved in politics. I want to see what that's about. So I got involved helping a, a Republican a candidate for Congress, the 23rd Congressional District, actually ran against the incumbent uh, right now. And it, it was at that moment, y'all, that I saw the true nature of the beast. I saw the, the, the globalist influence. Uh, I saw that, uh, you know, money has bought its way into the hearts of people. So they're willing to sell their soul for, and, and sell out America. So I, I guess in a sense, you know, it, it's relatively uh, recent that I, I, I got a true glimpse of, look, we are in trouble. Uh, the globalists have infiltrated the Republican Party, and it's in danger of becoming the globalist own party. 
And uh, it, it's kind of been a natural home, I guess, for, you know, conservatives, uh, constitutional folks. But 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 people are realizing, you know what, the, the elite establishment, the globalists are, are very much in control. And so I guess you could say it was just uh, within the last two or three years that I, I had my red pill moment. I'm actually shocked because, well, first of all, me and you were might have been, were you in D.C. in 2008, 2007, 2008? I was there 06, 07. Yep. I may have been there at the same time you were there because I worked <laughs> for your, your, uh, the Use of Force uh, Policy Division. Okay. I, I was the guy that got um, customs all their new handguns, the P2000. That yeah. was me because they didn't take my recommendation of the Glock because they sent me down with a really big budget and I spent a lot of money and I bought a lot of guns and I was down at Fort Benning okay, there at the um, Border Patrol little spot out there. And I was at the range. I took the guns. I asked for all this different stuff. They sent it to me. I was just like, wow, this is crazy. I had an oven. I had every condition that I could simulate that these guns could be in. And I mean, I had it freezing. I had a freezer. I threw the guns at a freezer and then pulled them out, locked and loaded and went and fired off as many rounds as I could until it jammed. And I just recorded it every time that it jammed. I had a big puddle of mud. I had a sand thing where I stuck it in the sand. I had a mud sand like wash that I put it through and then picked it up and just started shooting it immediately. I went through all these steps and uh, yeah, I was actually very surprised how weird it was to get money from the government that I work for. It felt odd. It felt dirty. Yeah. You know, you kind of feel like... I, I know I get a paycheck from them, but I've worked yeah. for that. But I, I got like this really big exorbitant amount of money on a budget that I could use for what I needed. And I was like, yeah, well, and, and, and so and I, and I guess from Fort Benning, didn't they eventually move that to Altoona, Pennsylvania? I, yes, I think I believe yeah. So. yeah, they moved all that. But I mean, that's what the government does, man. They, they throw our money, you know, American taxpayer dollars at, at everything. That's kind of the solution. Uh, you nobody would run a business that you know wants to make a profit and wants to, you know, be in it for the long haul. Nobody would spend money the way the government does, and, and uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, what what I'm seeing down here is a very elaborate expenditure of our money, and I and I I hate to almost say this, but they have become very efficient at the at the largest smuggling operation in the United States history. They they have fine tuned it. They're they're. They're working to make it more, uh, more efficient, more faster, more assembly-like, and 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 that's why I decided to get in the race because I saw that uh, our incumbent here, uh, who very quickly, you know, as a freshman congressman, became uh, got on the appropriations committee and, and several other key commi committees, but they needed to have that sold-out trader. On these on these 823 miles of U.S. Mexico border, because the fix was in to make this the focal to to move as many people as they could, you know, almost three million people since Biden came in, and and, and this part of Texas has been uh, a has been a huge uh, part in their plan, and and seeing the money that's being thrown at these non-government organizations through very very fat kind of contracts so three companies one of them being family endeavors three companies got a two billion dollar no bid contract after a member of the biden harris transition team uh, became a board member uh for family endeavors and lo and behold they get the part of a three billion dollar contract and then they get a no bid and th that was no bid then they go from health and human services 
Then they get a no bid from ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, for about $88 million. And that was investigated by the Inspector General because people wanted to know. Uh, Jim Jordan, Comer, and a few other uh, you know, uh, congressmen wanted to know what's the nature of this no bid contract. And uh, the Inspector General found out that $17 million that went to Endeavors was not used the right, it was not used to buy bed space. So where did the $17 million go? But but here's a, another point, y'all, that... 10%, 10% for the big guy, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so yeah, I mean, that. It, it, look, this is the way that they launder money. They just throw huge amounts of money at this, uh, let alone the $40 billion plus you know, hundreds of millions of others are going into the Ukraine out there for, for that, uh, you know, uh, drama out there. But anyways, uh, the congressman that's in this district, his office, and, and, this, and this guy's name is Tony Gonzalez. Uh, his office is inside an Endeavors facility. It's a veterans wellness clinic and is right across the street from Endeavors corporate office in San Antonio. And so you talk about lining things up, putting the right person in place. Uh, and there's a reason I say he sold out because everything he, ha he has done has been to facilitate this movement, to make this human pipeline larger. And that's what he's done. Throw money at that, adv advocate for it to become a bigger pipeline. Uh, and he's even the congressman that was approached by Alejandro Mayorkas, that, that other traitor. Uh, he was approached by Mayorkas, uh, and they asked him to go to the Department of Defense because we have Laughlin Air Force Base here in Del Rio. Yep. And they asked for permission uh, for ICE to fly in 737 aircraft, land at a military installation where they would bus in, busload after busload of illegal aliens, and they would fly them out. And they were flying them out into the interior of, of the country. Places like Louisiana, Alexandria, Louisiana, Mississippi, Pennsylvania. They were flying them out all over the country. And this was at the height of the COVID scare, you know. And so that, that's, uh, had I been congressman or, you know, uh, my friend and former candidate Raul Reyes, who ran against this guy, had he been the congressman, would have said not just no, but hell no. You are not going to use a military air base to facilitate our own invasion. Nope. And so that's what this guy has done. And so that's uh, that's why part of the reason I'm in the race. I mean, I could I could go down this list. Y'all got the me the media, you know, the uh, yeah, the, the the notice there, but um, yeah, it, it, we we have in place here somebody that needs to get fired. And uh, I'm working hard, man. It's a grassroots effort. But I'm exposing it. I go out and I do Facebook videos and I just broadcast what's happening. Today I was down in Eagle Pass where I showed that the Texas uh, DPS troopers and, and National Guard, uh, you know, de uh, department, military department personnel are standing by uh, in their black and whites and in huge buses, you know, 50, 60 passenger uh, Department of Correctional Justice buses uh, waiting for illegal aliens to cross the river. And then they're bused to a, a meeting point with Border Patrol, Department of Homeland Security personnel. They're, they are, they're transferred over. DHS takes them to a processing facility. Uh, and then they are released either to a non-government organization or they're, they're actually bused into the interior uh, all on the taxpayer dime. And so it's this massive operation that's going. I'm sure the folks down in Arizona told you, you know, similar stories. 
But what I'm trying to do down here is just videotape that Facebook Live so that people can see it and uh, get the word out that the, this invasion is insane and it needs to be stopped. Actually, actually, they, they told actually, me in uh, Arizona worse because we heard uh, the cartels I, run everything. That's I've what heard they told us. I've heard that there's they run everything along the border, period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're all broke up. Um, they broke up their sectors long ago. But um, the thing that we heard is that the central thing for most of Arizona is either narcotics or um, child, trafficking. child trafficking. Yeah. And they closely that's the biggest thing they see in the in the Arizona sectors is narcotics or child trafficking. Um, yeah. For instance, when they overload you, I um, or the Texas side uh, of the border, I I'm sure that you draw agents from across state yeah. lines from Arizona that drive into Texas to help you all out with processing. Uh, well, that leaves an open gap somewhere in Arizona now. Well, you know. I, I don't understand because I know you all have an intelligence department and I know yeah. they're not even trained to the level they should probably be trained to. However, that being said, I don't understand how they miss that constantly. Um, eventually, you're going to see it like corresponding dates when people come across the border or they, they know they've known that people have come across the border to things that went on in another sector, in another area where it may have drawn attention away from Arizona, for instance. I always, I always wonder how people think about that or, or miss that point, because that's as simple as throwing up a, a calendar of dates and seeing which which ones correspond all the way down I, I i don't that one always drove me crazy but with that do you see uh since you're running uh you're running for a congressional seat obviously the 23rd congressional district of texas yeah. um and you, i'm guessing you're running as a republican is that correct i'm running as an independent because of perfect yeah. that's Excellent. that's what i wanted to hear because republicans and democrats are two wings of the same bird it's the unit party. It's the unit party. And what they do is they, they funnel through the primary process. I call it the slaughterhouse. It's, it's the, it's the pens, the corral that leads to the abattoir and it's a slaughterhouse. And what they do is they make sure that they get their candidate, the person they want, they flood them with money and then good people, you know, conservative patriots, good Americans don't make it out of the primary. And then what do they do? They, they, they crack the whip until November, the general election, with this keep it red, you know, pinch your nose and vote. You, you got to pick the lesser of two evils. And, and, and I said, you, you talked about the red pill moment. That, that was 20, 2018, 2019 for me. I said, I am not dealing with this insanity again. I am not going to vote for a man that is has betrayed our country, has sold us out, has lied his way through uh, his entire congressional run. There's no way I'm going to allow that to happen. And I, I have to do it not just for myself, y'all, but for my family, my friends, my neighbors, my fellow Texans in this district and in this country. I mean, look, we are at war. The globalists, uh, it's either ideology, want to turn us, you know, Marxist, or it, it's, it's the love of money. And, and they've sold their souls to make money. Hey, look, America might be around for 20, 30 years. We'll be rich, fat cats for 20, 30 years, whatever. And so uh, th this is this is our, our, our moment here where we have got to, to 
plant that flag. We've got to draw that line and we have got to go guerrilla on these people. And so that's why, you know, uh, people got upset with me. You know, you're going to split the vote. And I told them, look, you split the vote when you vote for the Nancy Pelosi socialist Democrat or the George Soros Lulac infiltrator uh, Democrat. I mean, I'm giving you a choice running as an independent. And so, you know, I'm glad, thank God that I am on the November ballot. I had to gather 500 signatures. I got almost 900. And uh, so so now fellow Texans in this district have a choice. Uh, they just got to break those boxes, man. They got to get outside that paradigm of, you know, oh, you got to write for the brand. Look, I, I use this analogy with people. There was a time in this nation when, 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 the, with the rise of cattle barons, and what would the, what would writing for the brand? You know, they were cowboys. They rode for the brand, but some of these barons were ruthless, evil, murderous people who took over small ranches. They killed. They killed ranchers. They shot them dead. These, you know, they 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 uh, rustled cattle, etc. So, so writing for the brand is not always this, you know, uh, you know, glorified image of West Texas especially when the, the brand is is rotten. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm doing it to give my fellow Texans a, a, a real choice in November. And if they don't choose to do it, well, hey, look, uh, they can look back someday and uh, maybe they'll say, well, Frank gave it a shot. He did try to do what was best for all of us. What's the uh, the lady that just won her seat uh, that Nancy Pelosi tried to push her kid off the stage? Oh, uh, yeah. Maya Flores. Maya Flores. That's got to give you some hope. That's got to give you some hope. At a minimum, that's got to give you hope. Because she she flipped a blue district in Texas, which I was absolutely floored to hear that they're blue districts in Texas. Really pisses yeah. me off, actually. I thought because awesome. I thought you Texans were like red through and through. Awesome. but. It's somewhere around there. I forget where she's at. Yeah. yeah. So historically a blue district. So so we veered off into this. I was I was wondering if we we're gonna go down this path. Look, so let me tell you something. First of all, Texas, it's not red, folks. Hey, not can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Can see. oh yeah, we can hear you, can see you everything. Yep. Okay, that was kind of weird. I got a flash here on my screen. Anyways, Texas is not red. Uh, we've had Dallas and Houston are all blue. We've had Republican control in this. Uh, our legislature has been controlled for about 17, 18 years. And we have to pull teeth just to get constitutional carry. We got to, we, we, they, uh, the Republican grassroots effort here to go against gender modification fell, fell flat. The effort here for election integrity fell flat. It was a, a felony, and Republicans changed it to a misdemeanor. Uh, our border is wide open because our, our, our Republican governor is saying one thing, but it's smoke and mirrors, folks. If you go look at my videos, which I filmed today at Frank Lopez Jr. U.S. Border Patriot on Facebook, I was down in Eagle Pass, and exactly what I showed, what I said earlier. Aliens come over, they get handed over to DPS. The state of Texas employees, after our governor said we're going to return him to the, it was a nuance, and he said we're going to we're going to return him to a port of entry and return him up to Mexico. That would have meant something, but knowing this guy and seeing the way he's operated, when he said we're going to return him to the border, it was so general. Uh, it it was such a gaping uh, loophole. 
we knew exactly what he was going to do. Yeah, they would they would pick up illegal aliens. They would take him to someplace at the border, more than likely a port of entry, where they would be turned over to Border Patrol. They would be processed and released. So that's one thing. Texas is not red, man. We're we are maybe a look uh, some kind of pink there somewhere, man. I mean, we're not we're not red. And and I and I and I say it is because of the globalist infiltrators, money hungry, greedy, uh, elected, uh, you know, elitists that 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 have been running the 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 uh, party. But so let's get down to the nuts and bolts here, man. And I look, I'm just gonna put some poke some holes in balloons here. When when I saw the when we saw, there's a lot of us that are awake to this. When we saw Kevin McCarthy coming into Texas and Kevin McCarthy endorsing can candidates and knowing that Ke uh, Kevin McCarthy is, is, is a rhino, he has the most liberal voting record uh, in Congress, if, if one of, if not the most liberal voting record in Congress from California. So when, when he's a minority leader and he's running around and then he starts parading out all this list of rhinos. Dan Crenshaw out of Houston and, and Tony Gonzalez and, and some of these other folks th that that should wake people up. And so when he went down to South Texas and started hanging around with 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 with, with these uh, candidates in South Texas, look, we were we were on the red alert. We it, it's not a good thing to be endorsed by Kevin McCarthy. It's not a good thing to be in his you know, in his entourage as they go to the border and take pictures and then, you know, go spend our money in Washington. That's not a good thing. But what, but when Ms. Flores was endorsed by American for prosperity and she embraced that endorsement and, and then she was endorsed by, by my opponent, Tony Gonzalez as well. Uh, I said, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing because American for prosperity runs funds the Libre Initiative. Libre is Spanish for, for freedom, like Libra, but with an E, Libre. It's an, it, these are initiatives that are funded by the Koch brothers, K-O-C-H, and Koch Pack. And these guys are the open borders, cheap labor, you know, immigration reform, a.k.a. amnesty branch of the Republican Party. And so, uh, you know, people were, you know, thrilled but I'll tell you what, her first vote with the National Defense Authorization Act and uh, it inc it included expanding chain migration and it included amnesty for the children of, of, of visa workers, of non-immigrant uh, workers who were here on a, you know, H visa to come here and work. Their children were granted amnesty as far as the age requirements go. That is chain migration, and about 200,000 children were included in that. And even the Republican that co-sponsored that uh, called it, you know, a, a victory for, for the dreamers. And so, look, uh, th that's my honest assessment. I've never met this lady. Uh, it, it kind of befuddles me that uh, everybody loves to say, you know, that they're, they're related to or married to Border Patrol agents of the five congressional districts uh, on the Texas border, there is only one candidate who has spent 30 years on the border 
fighting against the, these cartels, working the ground, working at the project manager level, at the ch uh, uh, ch assistant chief le level, you know, working at the first line supervisor level, just running the entire spectrum. And I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy that's down there. I'm not saying that as some kind of arrogant perspective look, but but if, if folks are, are, are saying that, you know, all you got to do is spend a night in a hotel and you come out an expert, you know, uh, it, it, it just befuddles me. But anyways, look, that's that's it. That's 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 a the hard cold truth there. And I'll tell you this. Republican Party is is happy. They're cheering that that people are 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 running over from the Democrat Party. And look, we want the walkaways. We we want people to wake up, take the red pill, wake up and, and realize what's going on. But like as you all have said, the Republican Party is as much a part of this 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 unit party. You know, it's just a, it's a, like you said, it's the other wing of the same bird. And so I can tell you from being on the ground down here, you know, living on this border region and knowing the way that my fellow Texans, my fellow Tejanos think, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to get fooled. In Spanish, there's a saying, no nos van a picar los ojos. You are not going to poke our eyes. Yes. We're not gonna, we're not going to be fooled, and what we are seeing is that the Republican Party is fielding a bunch of rhinos, and not just rhinos, open borders amnesty candidates. Why are we going to leave the Democrat Party? As many of them are, I've, I've never been a Democrat, but people are going to leave. You want them to leave with all this slogans, you know, and all these little neat talking points about. You know, Hispanics have always been conservatives. They just didn't know it. And Hispanics have always been, you know, Republicans at heart. They just needed to find that out. I can tell you what. Look, I grew up in South Texas. I grew up as a freaking Texan. I grew up playing Little League Baseball, a Cub Scout, going to Fourth of July, you know, picnics and popping firecrackers, loving the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Yankees. Nobody ever told me I was any different until the racist groups in college like LULAC and Mexican-American Legal Defense Fund and La Raza Unida and the Oxlan movement came around trying to recruit me and they insulted me because I'm a Texan and I'm an American. And so somebody says you're Mexican-American and you're Latino, you're freaking Hispanic, and now you're Latinx and all this other stuff. That is identity politics, folks, and that is what is destroying our country. So, so we've got candidates in South Texas talking about enchiladas and frijoles and what kind of freaking taco you are when we need to be talking about the fact that our nation is in trouble and we are under attack. It is asymmetrical warfare. And they, are, they, they, they own the education system. They own the business. They own you know, uh, entertainment. They own uh, government. That they even own the churches. This is a full-scale assault on uh, America, our Judeo-Christian foundation, our constitution, the principles of our nation's founding, and it's a full-scale attack against the word of God. And we're in a fight for survival. So they're pandering to us. They're saying, you know, Hispanics, this is your natural home. And so, and so we're saying if if with with with, with Republicans like that. Who the hell needs Democrats? Because if they're voting for chain migration, if they're funding this invasion, if they're in bed with the globalists, you know, heck, there's going to be more and more of us like me running as an independent to counter 
to counter the uh, the uh, globalist infiltrators. And, and if it's a good Republican that's running, because, you know, we're never going to run Democrat. We're not going to run with the Marxist crowd, socialist crowd here. But 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 the, like I said at the beginning, that the Republican Party has, you know, the de facto home for for conservatives, patriots, etc. Hey, when it comes to our home, uh, when when our house is on fire, we're not going to throw more gas on that. We're going to try to put it out and we're going to do whatever we have to do. Guerrilla warfare to get and i'm not talking about freaking picking up arms here for all the you know the spies on board whatever we but i'm talking about violence yet yeah well you know there you go but i'm talking about we will we will do what we have to do to get rid of sold out politicians but it has to be the people they have to wake up they have to listen to what i'm saying and what many of us are saying look there's a bunch of us that that are are networking coalescing into coalitions because, uh, look, they, they can do this wherever else they want to do, but this is Texas, man. And uh, we've given them a chance. Uh, and, and, and we've seen the games that they play. Uh, you know, uh, we just had a, a primary here where, you know, uh, Alan West, Chad Prather, mm -hmm. Don Huff Fines running against uh, Governor Abbott. And we were really hoping there would be a change. And so now we got to freaking walk in, smell the poop and pull the lever. And so, uh, look, I, I really wish that one of those guys would have hung on and run as an independent. We would have a true choice. And I know there's a lot of Republicans that are going to get ticked off at me. And I've been told, Frank, man, don't bash Abbott so much. Look, guys, this is war. Y'all ever seen that movie Private Ryan? Yep. Saving Private Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah. So you remember that scene where, where that, that American soldier is upstairs. He's fighting against that German freaking fixing to press that dagger into his heart and the cowardly American cowers in the staircase. You remember that? Yeah. Yep. And everybody says I would have run in there. I would have kicked that door in. I bashed his brains and I put a bullet through his head. Bullshit. I would save that fellow American, right? Bullshit. Well, not everybody says it, but you know, that's, that's the kind of mentality we got to have. We've yeah. got to go in and fight. When the, when the press hits the flesh, I can tell you right now, 90% yeah. of the people out there back down almost immediately. And I've well, seen it. I've watched it. I've had to deal with it. Um, yeah. And you can you can easily pick them out because they've all been wearing like six masks for the last two years. <laughs> and they, well, they might as well have needles sticking out of their arms because they've had so many shots at this point. So, so you know. really quick, though, um, yeah. first of all, you're going to have as much time as you want tonight. You, uh, <laughs> I I. I, I knew that you were running for an office. I, I didn't realize you were so like-minded like us. And I can tell you right now, minus the Cowboys thing, <laughs> uh, we pretty much agree on everything else. Yeah. Uh, Yankees. Yeah. Holy shit. You're from Texas. Dude, yeah. that's, that's fucking head cutting country down there. You might yeah. want to watch that. Don't scream yeah. that one out at the rooftops. That was my dad. My dad uh, brought us up on Yankees and Cowboys, but anyways. God. Well, Minus the Cowboys. God bless him for the Yankees part. Uh, anyway, um, myself and uh, a friend of ours, Justin, um, from Cannabis and Combat, we were going to run as independents for the presidency. Yeah. Because we don't like Trump either. We're not big on Trump. Yeah. Trump, although he was a great president, don't get me wrong, for all my Trump lovers, I know you're all yeah. fucking losing your shit right now. Flynn. Chill. Slow your roll. I'm not calling I'm calling Trump out on some specific points. Yeah. That he he liked to say that I'm a Republican and I'm an American first candidate. However, I'm not going to 
I'm, I'm, I'm still going to make you get this vaccine. Whoa, wait yeah. a minute. I'm out. Slow your roll, stud, because you're not my president if you're telling me to go get a fucking shot in my arm. Yeah. He's got some explaining to do. And yeah. I've said that from the get-go. Will I vote for him if he runs again in 2024? Absolutely. Yeah. Why? Because there's nobody else that's going to beat him. I didn't even think me and Justin had a chance, but I thought if me and Justin had a chance to get in front of him to ask him some real fucking questions that Americans, blue collar Americans want to ask. Yeah. I thought if we could get in front of him, that would be worth the run. And even if we didn't win, even if we got 1% of the vote, it gave Americans another choice. And just like what everything you've said, I have said before. Yeah, And I, I just wanted to let you know that. And it's an outstanding, I, I support you 100%. Where do we sign up to help you? Yeah. A, B, a couple of people up here had some things, uh, said some things in comments. Uh, Frank, uh, this came from Lindsay, 1776. Would, would hope it would wake people up too, but I don't think it's enough. People are in a permanent coma. What else can we do? Yeah. Well, look, you're going to have to find like-minded people, man. And you just got to uh, find those like-minded people. And, and yeah, you want to encourage each other, but there's got to be action. Look, uh, down here, I've met a lot of great people. I met some guys, actually, that they had a security company. And they managed to talk a property owner who owns a, owned about a mile. Or actually, no, it was about three miles. No, it was a, it was a mile. They were working on a three-mile contract. Anyways, of U.S.-Mexico border on the Rio Grande River, they went down there and they were they were securing that ranch. I mean, they it, you know they had lights, they had sensors, uh, they ran off the illegal aliens, and so the word was getting out: don't cross here. So so, but but at that point, you're like a, a pebble in the middle of a stream, just trying to push water off to one side. You need more people to line up that riverbank and build a dam, build the wall kind of thing. But they were trying to do something for their America, for their Texas on, 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 on minimal, minimal contract. You know, nobody can afford to pay a bunch of money, uh, not the government using other people's money. Uh, I, another lady that, that I can think of, Sheena Rodriguez, you know, she, she runs a secure, uh, a, 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 not, she's incorpor not incorporating, but trying to get her, her 501c4 status status to you know uh form a, a group and what she does is she goes before to austin and she goes and she testifies at committees uh she lives up in the dallas area and next week there's an event where uh the homeland the texas homeland security committee uh is coming down to eagle pass that's about nine ten hours from dallas but she's coming down here on on her dime with a minimal uh, you know, funding from, you know, you know, generous donors or, you know, just good hearted uh, Texans that, that give her some money to come down here. Her husband works two jobs, but she comes down here. She testifies in front of these people and she's been down here documenting what's happening on the border and, 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 and going back up to Dallas and sounding the alarm. Uh, we just put out, uh, I was part of a documentary that they put out, you know, just trying to sound the alarm. And so what, what do we do? It, it's got to be some action. Look, protests and 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 rallies. Okay, yeah, get the awareness, create create some energy, but but you got to get involved. Like what she's doing with the legislative process. Uh, a case in point: I was in Hondo, Texas, which is uh, about uh, 70, 80 miles from San Antonio, uh, 
and uh, maybe a little bit less. But anyways, they were going to have a special call city council meeting because the friends of the NRA, you know, folks kind of poo poo that. But anyways, that friends of the NRA was going to have their annual meeting and uh, Hondo is right down the road from Uvalde. And Uvalde is where this, this school massacre took place. Yep. And you want to you talk about, about uh, you know, people rushing in or not rushing in when the stuff hits the fan. I mean, that's a whole other conversation there, Mick. But, you know, uh, because of what happened there at that school. But anyways, so they're going to have a special meeting because some citizens of Hondo, Texas, said it's too soon. It's too close to the Uvalde tragedy. We don't want this NRA event to be held in our community, to be held in a, in almost, a almost as if, almost as if on cue. Now there's an excuse as to why they cannot hold this yeah. event there. It's, that is holy. You just gave me the crux to my argument, yeah. uh, dude. I've been, I've been screaming from the rooftops. The yeah. only people that were not aware where the Borstar guys that yeah. were on the ground there that entered that school and yeah. they were not under anybody's chain of command and they walked in, they said, nope, watch this. Hold on, hold my beer. We're going to go because the guy in the jeans and the white T-shirt, when yeah. they started going down the hallway, he went right around the shield. I was like, why didn't you put the shield in front of you? I even know that you put the shield in front of you. It stops bullets. But yeah. he went right past him because he knew that that Frick was not going to pick up that shield and come with him. I, man, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. So, so I mean, that, that, that whole thing there, I mean, there's, there's freedom of information acts going on with that. Uh, you know, uh, people want to find out that I saw that the several media outlets have sued the state of Texas to get the documents, get the evidence, whatever, whatever DPS has, but, but, but what, you know, what I was saying was that, you know, at at the meeting in Hondo, some families from Uvalde came over and look, man, it, it's terrible what happened to their children. But what's more horrendous is that people trust government to take care of them and to come to the rescue. And that's a perfect case in point as to why you don't trust government when when when. When, when minutes matter, you don't have seconds, like they say. You And that is why it is important. First of all, Second Amendment is against tyranny. It's against oppressive government. But it's also self-defense. And, and so, look. When you're tasing and handcuffing parents that are trying yeah. to get in to save their kids, instead yeah. of going into saving their kids, how can yeah. you trust them? Yeah, and, and that, that shows you that some things are up. I call it bizarro world, man. Things are upside down. Exactly. But there, So there were some families in Hondo, but what I saw, and I got it all documented there, were activists. Activists from LULAC, the League of United Latin American Citizens. I saw it out there. I know good people that live in Hondo, Texas. I, you know, the thing about it out here, you know, Texas is big. Communities are spread out, but 50 miles for us, we'll go there just to have dinner with friends. I mean, we'll travel those long distances. So I knew that when this tragedy took place in Uvalde, it was going to impact. Yeah, eventually the world, you know, oh my God, people are horrified, but it was going to strike into people's hearts because we we have family, friends, our children playing sports together, etc. across 50, 80, 100 miles of distance out here. And so I knew it was going to strike home. But what I, what I, so I was saying that I know people in Hondo, good people, salt of the earth, freedom loving, God loving, 
Christian Americans, etc., served in the military, business owners. And, and as they walked out, they gave testimony in support of NRA being allowed, the friends of the NRA being allowed to hold this event in a city taxpayer funded facility. And they were going to pay, you know, the cost. Uh, I saw them getting confronted outside. And one guy walks up to a good friend of mine and says, so you're for this NRA stuff. Yeah. You know, how, how would you like to see the, you know, have you ever seen a child's head blown off? And he said, I was in the army. I saw a lot of things. And then the guy tells him, you just hate brown babies. And I, and I was like, what the hell does that have anything to do to the, with anything? And the, and the thing about it is that this was because LULAC, the League of United Latin American Citizens, and this other race-mongering groups uh, have infiltrated this movement. And I have a friend who spoke with one of the parents there who lost a child and said, look, your tragedy is real, your sorrow, your grief, your anger, it's real. It, 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 and you're feeling it. I'm not in your shoes. I can't even wrap my head around it. He tells it, but it's real. But do not allow yourself to be manipulated by these people who have an agenda. It is a political agenda. It is a gun control agenda. And it is a racist agenda. And so I say all this to answer your question in a very roundabout sort of way that people need to get involved. I mean, I see it all the time. We talk about it. All these ragers on Facebook, all these ragers on social media. And I'm not talking about, you know, violence. What I'm saying is get in the trenches, become, an, become a, a candidate, support a good candidate. Go out. If you find that one candidate that you have vetted, that is America first, that is a conservative constitutional patriot, support them. They need your help. They need for you to go block walking. They need for you to get a sign and put it in your uh, in your house or, or or in the back of your car. Oh, oh no, you you've got the you've got the podium, <laughs> sir. You go right ahead. I am not stopping you on this. When I disagree with you, I will chime <laughs> in. But I have yet to say anything, so you know how I okay. feel about this. Yeah, yeah. So look, uh, the the time has come, and you know what what that city council in Hondo saw was. 95% out of towners and, and, and the few 5% that were there, you know, there, there was one or two that spoke against the NRA holding its event there, but, but very few, maybe five, six people out of the, you know, 15, 20, whatever it was that spoke, spoke in defense of their second amendment constitutional rights. They were overloaded. And, and that's what they do. They travel in mass and they will go hundreds of miles because their agenda is that important to them. Their ideology, what they want to achieve is that important to them. And they are passionate about it, folks. And we've got to reach deep down into our gut. We have got to light this patriotic fires in our belly. And we need to be infused with the spirit of God, with the word of God, put on that armor of God and put that word of God in our hearts. Be led by the spirit, because I, I've said it. This is not just about ideology. This is good versus evil. Children are being trafficked for sick sexual purposes. Children are being trafficked so that their organs can be harvested. Men and women are, be, are being raped, slaughtered, murdered, abused, robbed, assaulted. 
that is an affront to all of us. Yeah, they're from foreign countries, but they are created in the image of God. And as a Christian nation, as a benevolent nation, and some people would argue with that, but as a nation that wants to, to do good, at least, you know, as we hold on to the principles and the ideals of our founding, we should be outraged at that. We, sh we should be outraged that our elected, you know, some would argue with that as well, but our elected leaders, officials are allowing this to happen, man. There has to be a righteous indignation that, that is flaring up inside of us and is saying no more, no mas. We're not going to put up with this. Uh, we're not going to allow our home to be invaded and we're not going to allow innocent life. We're not going to allow life to be destroyed. And so those are some of my thoughts here real quick. Frank, uh, I'm dead serious about this. I want you to check in with us. Like, I, I want you to come back on like next week. I, yeah. You are, this is the type of candidate, folks, that I have talked about. This is exactly the type of person that is running. This is the type of person that I said vote for. Don't vote for those jackasses that just spout politics. When they can come in and spout stuff like that, when they can quote, documents and talk about people and talk about positions in your community. Those are the people that you want running your community, not some other jackass who comes in and tells you about a community two miles down the road or 25 miles or 50 miles down the road. You want that person who knows his community inside and out. He's a subject matter expert in congressional district 23, I would have to say. Yeah. And, and, not and shadow of a doubt. but I, I have to say, Frank, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that as horrible as this, as it is that you have, uh, you know, someone who lost a child in Uvalde yeah. or you spoke to someone who lost a child in Uvalde because, you know, there's so many conspiracy theories and we're all about bringing the truth yeah. out, you know, theories that, um, that it was all, it was all fake that, um, planned the orchestrated closed, it, that the uh, kids didn't die, that, you know, that, um, that all, all kinds of things. And, yeah. and honestly, we went through the same thing with Sandy hook because we grew up in the town, literally next door to Sandy hook, our nephew, yeah. if our, if his, if Mick's brother hadn't moved a month before our nephew yeah. would have been in that kindergarten class, he would have been the other Noah that was killed. Noah Posner was his best friend. He was killed. And we, we've, we've spent years. And now that we have this show, cause we just started this last couple of years, um, yeah. telling people Sandy hook really happened. Yeah. Um, you know, Alex Jones now has to pay $4.1 million to the parents of, the, the victims at Sandy Hook because he went on his huge program and said that it was all fake. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, 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 that was a show. It was a sham trial. A trial, yeah. but you know, whatever. But, um, but still I, and same, same thing with January 6th because we, we were there, we weren't in the Capitol, but we met someone who was, and he called us that night and he was in the hallway when Ashley Babbitt was shot and he saw the whole thing go down. And if we hadn't spoken with him, yep. we we probably would have thought like so many other theorists did that she never got killed, that she, you know, the, the whole thing was planned. Well, I don't know if was. I would have ever believed that. But but I, but I mean, you know, it's it's hearing from people that have direct knowledge of these horrible situations that our government is putting us through. But yeah. just hearing from people that know that this this really did happen, whether or not the government planned it, whether the kid was MK Ultra, whether it was, this was a horrible, tragic loss of 
yeah. our most yeah. precious lives, our children. Yeah. And, it, and that's something that we can't, we, we can't let go. Yeah. I, I've seen some of that stuff and, and, and look, I'm, I'm just like, wow, man. I mean, it, it is part of the reason. Look, uh, Uvalde is uh, about 70 something miles from Del Rio. It's nothing. I mean, it's a 45 minute, 50 minute drive for us. It's nothing to go in. Let's go have dinner over there. There's a, they got a couple of restaurants and stuff, but more than that is we have family there. I mean, literal blood family. And, and so, uh, a lot of those folks, there are school teachers, you know, these, these towns, I mean, it's, it's, it's limited. We're not going to have, you know, major tech, major manufacturing. A lot of it's going to be government, whether it's state, you know, uh, local city, county government, federal government. And uh, uh, Uvalde was in, in the Doriel sector. I was a chaplain with the Border Patrol, actually started up the chaplaincy program in the Border Patrol, uh, late 90s. And so I had to go out there, visited folks, met people. But my wife's uh, cousin, wife's aunt and uncle lived there. Uh, you know, our children, you know, participated in, in, in uh, you know, high school uh, athletics, etc. cetera. Uh, we have good friends that live there and, and we know people. Uh, now I, I don't, I don't know any specific family. I was not related, connected to any specific family, but I know enough good people there. Uh, one of the persons that's helping me in the campaign was actually, uh, a, her sister's a teacher. She was cowering in that same building in the Rob elementary school, you know, hearing it, hearing it live, knowing what's happening. So yeah, it, it happened, but, and, uh, look, I, I, Discussing this always kind of takes me down this path of this is going to sound so cold and so clinical, but, but look, death is a part of life. People oh. die. Uh, you know, uh, I've seen uh, buried both my in-laws, my mom, uh, I, I've held dying babies in my hands. When I was chaplain, I, I, I dealt with a lot of horrific scenes and a lot of terrible accidents, a uh, lot you know, I sat with a guy as he made the decision in a hospital room to, to take his wife off the, off the, off the machine. And we sat there and watched her die. I mean, I, I've seen it. Death is a part of life. And this, this children died a horrible way, a way that they should have not died. They died trusting that adults were going to come in and rescue them, trusting that the good guys were going to come in, hoping and believing they may not be able to articulate it, but one girl said, call the police, hoping that government was going to come to the rescue. And it's not going to come to the rescue. They want to enslave us. They want us to be their subjects. And so that is the role of the we, the people, is to hold government accountable. We are the masters. They are the servants. They are supposed to serve us. And I'm fully prepared. Look, when if, if I'm elected with the hard work of a lot of people, people's vote and the grace of God. If I'm elected, I am a public servant I and I believe in servant leadership and I believe in being held accountable. I've made it a pledge and I say it everywhere I go because our congressman incumbent here, he comes into town, he meets with a few elected officials, he takes some pictures, he goes and he holds his hand, get money donors, but he does not meet with the people. And, and very few events that he has, is it's, it's RSVP, uh, questions must be pre-submitted. And no, uh, no uh, video. You can take pictures, but no video. <laughs> uh, what's that? Uh, no, I was just, I no. was chuckling. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, but that, those, those are his, uh, that's his requirements. 
And so I made the pledge. Uh, if, I, if I'm elected, I will tell my campaign say, yeah, we got to go talk to people, elected officials, whatever. Yeah, we're going to go do that. It's what we got to do. But but key for me is that we always carve out time, 45 minutes an hour for the people to meet with me. They got to get with a representative. I want to hear what they have to say. I want to know what their problems are. If, 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 if there's if. They're having issues with their with their local government stuff. I'm going to tell them, well, change it at the local level. But at the same time, I will look for that connection from the federal perspective. But I'll tell you right off the bat, we are trillions of dollars in debt. We are going broke. We are already broke. Yeah. We are broke. And so we have got to stop spending money the way that this federal government is voting. I have no problem going to Congress and voting no for everything. I mean, look, we, we, we have got to get to a point. Where where we are, are look, we are in trouble, not just asymmetrical warfare here, but but the budget, the economic well-being of our nation. That's that's it, all part of it. When you lay down, when you lay down the title of the asymmetrical warfare, you cover yes. all bounds from financial to intelligence. So, all so. of that is covered. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So you're absolutely right. And uh I, I got to tell you, we've got a lot of listeners uh, that want to help. And, and so we've got a lot of listeners in Texas, and they're all chiming both, in, like, where can we help um, you? Where can we where help can we you, you, and where can we find that lady that you were talking about before that was traveling down to Dal from Dallas down to your okay. area, Eagle Pass? Um, yeah. I lo we'd love to put it out. We'll put it in our show notes. Uh, yeah. So whatever you tell us, we're going to scribble down real quick. We'll put it in okay. the show notes to let everybody know. Okay, so we'll start real quick with her name. Her name is... She, Sheena Rodriguez. So, okay. so, so she spells it S E H E E N A Rodriguez. And uh, so she uh, has the Secure the Border uh, organization, Secure the Border. And she's the president of Alliance for a Safe Texas. So, Sheena Rodriguez. And I'll, and I'll connect you all with her, man. She'd love to be on your show. Sure, please. Yeah, yeah. Secure the border. That's well, that's one organization. She's also the president of Alliance for a Safe Texas, and so and so she's been involved coming down to the border. She worked with uh, some other groups, you know, uh, getting uh, stuff for border patrol agents, you know, sanitizer, food, water, etc. Uh, last year at the height of all that, and so that's that's where you can get a hold of her. And as for me, look. I always say prayers above all else prayers, because I believe in David with that small stone, man, we can take down this giant. <laughs> we can take down this giant. Get I believe him. in the God who works miracles. Our God created the universe. He holds suns, stars in the palm of his hand. And I believe in that, but, but, but I do need money to put in fuel in the tank. I need money to, you know, be able to go out and visit people. This district folks, uh, if you could draw up a map there anywhere, but it, it goes from San Antonio, Texas, down I-35 into just north of Laredo. And then from Laredo, it goes all the way along the Rio Grande River to El Paso, Texas. From El Paso, Texas, it goes along the, the, the border with New Mexico. And at the point where it turns up to go in the panhandle uh, is Midland, Odessa. And there's towns like uh, Kermit, Monahans, Crane, Pecos. And from there, it goes across into Rock Springs and then into San Antonio. It is 823 miles of U.S.-Mexico border. It is the largest border district uh, on the Mexican border. And it's probably the largest congressional district in the United States. And it's a huge district. So I do need donations. 
So they can go they can go to Frank Four, the number four, CD23.com. Frank Four. It's on your screen. If you look down oh, yeah. below yeah. at it right yeah. next to his name, I've got his uh, I, I got his website too, right so there. I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notes for people that are listening yeah. on the audio. Yes. Awesome. Frank, this is amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to have you back. I'm definitely going to uh, hit you up here. But we're sure. definitely soon. So go on there. When you go on your website, is there, is it, I'm guessing there's a donations tab. Uh, yes, sir. There's a donate button. All right. So folks, go onto his website, donate at his website. So that way uh, we can fund him through the rest of this because he's got to, I tell you what, he's not in my district, but I'll tell you what, I'm still, I'm still going to donate to him. I'm still going to help you. him out. I'm going to do what I can and getting him on here is part of it um, because these are the type of candidates that I want to support. I don't want to support rhinos. Yeah. I am not a Republican. I am a constitutional conservative. I've told you all that millions of times. This is the type of candidate I support. Yep. I appreciate that. And and thanks. Uh, I, I really do appreciate it. Every little bit helps. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, whatever we can do to help. And uh, I know our listeners will do uh, the same. And now we're seeing is a lot of good lucks. Yeah. So awesome. good luck. Um, yes. We'll be pulling for you. Thank uh, you. And I do want you to come back on. Yeah. I will. Yeah. That's just. Really and if well, you want to bring a video with you, you just send it to us. We'll put it up. Trust me. We'll play it, especially yeah. if it's got stuff to do with the border. We're all okay. about that because we're actually trying to find our next location that we're going to go bring a lot of attention to. So if you have an area in your <laughs> sector that you want us to bring a lot of attention to, we got a lot of crazy people that'll just show up and a, on a ring. I will just bring them a roll. We'll yeah. party and we'll make <laughs> the border patrol do their work. So, so well, I'll tell you, look, if you want to come down here, uh, what I was saying earlier, um, down here in the Doriel sector, last year, Doriel was the epicenter, but Eagle Pass, Normandy, Quemado is now the epicenter. And what they have done, folks, is they have built a, a huge facility, can hold up to about, about 1,000, uh, maybe 1,500 illegal aliens at a time to process them. But what our, our government is working with the government of Mexico, and that means that also the United Nations, George Soros, these NGOs are all involved in this. But they are actually pushing people, you know, uh, Mexican military, uh, uh, state police, whatever, federal police, you know, routing people down towards the Piedras Negras area, which is across the border from Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh, Black, Piedras Negras means Black Rocks. Yep. And, they're, and they, they're crossing there because... They're right down the road from this huge facility. Now, they had two set up here in this sector at a cost of $144 million a year, folks. $144 million a year. That's over, what, $12 million a month? We could have just finished the damn border. No shit. We could have finished the wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's just in the Rio at the Eagle Pass. It's on, uh, it's on a State Highway uh, 131. Uh, but down in, in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, there's a one in Donna, Texas, the Donna facility. That's about $18, $19 million a month, folks. One of these big white buses that's running down the, the highway. And, and I, I did a video about three or four days ago where there's about 10, 12 of them in a parking lot just sitting there waiting to be dispatched. Uh, those things, I understand, are running for about $50,000 a month for those buses, plus the fuel, plus the uh, driver and all that stuff. Look, there's so much money that is being thrown at this problem. And that's why I'm saying we have got to defund the invasion, defund the invasion, stop throwing money at it. It's like bringing gas to a house fire. 
So real quick, because uh, I missed a question. Is uh, the rhino that you want gone? Is he Soros backed? Do you know? Okay. Yes. So his mother uh, and his family hung out with the LULAC crowd, League of United American Citizens in San Antonio, uh, Texas, Bear County. Mm -hmm. uh, they even formed they even formed Democrats for Tony Gonzalez. And so, yeah, he runs with them. But look, let me tell you. So we've been doing our opposition research on this guy. So lo and behold, last year, August of, of 2021, about the 24th, 27th, somewhere's in there. He takes a trip to the Ukraine, to the Ukraine. Really? Yes, he went and he was funded not by taxpayers, not up by his own campaign. He was funded by the Humpty Dumpty Institute, the Humpty Dumpty Institute. Write it down, research yep. it, reorganization, yep. Humpty Dumpty Institute. So if you go look at the Humpty Dumpty Institute, They're they by the, uh, uh, which we'll call it the uh, New World Leaders Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 they're very much involved. They're very much involved with. Uh, the Taihe Institute. Taihe Institute is a, a organization uh, run by Chinese former military, former uh, uh, government leaders, business. Yep. So, so, so that's one aspect of it. But to answer your question specifically about George Soros, LULAC is funded by the Open Societies Foundation. Open Societies Foundation, and and that's George Soros. You know. Uh, you know machine there he founded that that's what he gets money to all these organizations and so another organization that that my opponent uh, tony gonzalez is involved with is the intra-parliamentary alliance on china ipac intra-parliamentary alliance on china if you go look at the at the ipac website and maybe they didn't take it down but if not I, we're going to be putting it up we're building a website ipac is founded by the is funded by the Open Societies Foundation, of course. George Soros Open Society Foundation. The other organization that funds IPAC is the NED. NED, yeah, the, I, the yep. NED, the National Endowment for Democracy. Democracy, yep, yep. And so that's another, and 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 that was created in the eighties or so. Reagan, they took the role of the CIA. Correct. And so and so they they're involved with Christians with, in Action. Yeah, I remember yeah. that whole thing. Yep. And so, and so this guy, look folks, uh, he's an operative, man. He is a globalist in your face operative. He's involved with IPAC. He's involved with the Humpty Dumpty Institute. And let me tell you what's significant. Not only they went to the Ukraine, everybody knows that's a money laundering pit of, you know, Europe over there, yeah. uh, criminal organizations and everything, which we basically stood up our government. That's how I said earlier, <laughs> you know, I, I, I did a little check on the benevolent part of it, but anyways, uh, look, the same media that, that pushed the mask, same media that pushed the vax, same media that pushed uh, 2020 election, everything was pushing Ukraine. Yep. And, and so what did we do? S sent billions of dollars over there, sending our weaponry over there, aside from everything we left in Afghanistan, sending our weapons over there. And they're saying, we need more. We need higher tech weapons over here. We're, we're, we're weakening America. As freaking China, Russia, Iran are at the door licking their chops. They can, they, they, there's chum in the water. Biden and these globalists are, 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 you know, throwing that chum into the water. So anyways, he goes over there. And remember what I was telling you earlier. He was, Tony Gonzalez is involved with Endeavors. Endeavors headquarters in San Antonio, 
Tony's Gonzalez office is across the street from corporate headquarters inside an Endeavors uh, Veterans Clinic at 6333 Desavala Road in San Antonio, across from 6363 corporate headquarters. So they're an NGO who's making hundreds of millions of dollars on these contracts to fund refugees, to, to house refugees. And then not just them, Catholic charities, uh, you know, the Lutherans, the Methodists are involved with this. And there's what I call mom and pop NGOs, Annunciation House in San Antonio. Tony Gonzalez visited them with them. Mission Border Hope in Eagle Pass, Texas. Tony Gonzalez is best friend, <laughs> best friends with the husband of the of the wife of the director. Uh, so 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 this lady, Valeria Wheeler, runs Mission Border Hope. Tony Gonzalez is best friends with her husband and he runs the local hit rag. I call it a hit rag because they do hit stories on good candidates. Uh, I've already been a subject of about three or four or five of their, of their hit pieces here. Anyways. So Tony Gonzalez is involved with NGOs folks. So he goes to the Ukraine and he, and he goes over there before lo and behold, a war breaks out. What, 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 what do wars cause wars cause death? destruction and displacement the displacement of people they, they they create orphans and widows and homeless people they create refugees and so in that 40 billion dollar package that went to the ukraine was 350 specifically for refugee resettlement if you look at everything that involved refugee resettlement and humanitarian aid almost a billion of those dollars was for that aspect of the war in the ukraine so here you have the ngo king and i spell his name his last name is gonzalez g-o-n-a uh g-o-n-z-a-l-e-s i spell it g-n-g-o zales <laughs> it's just a little play on words but anyways he's he's the ngo king he's a, he's housed inside an ngo facility his best friends with 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 the husband of the director of a major ngo in Eagle Pass, Texas, the only NGO in Eagle Pass, Texas, that's that's shuttling people down the road. And then he votes for this. He goes to visit the Ukraine months before a war breaks out. And so, look, that's all shady stuff to me, guys. Yeah, because, you, you know, if you actually br break down the uh, the actual money and follow the money. Yeah. You know this motherfucker's also making money doing all of this. He all has a he 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 has his purse open when they're shuttling these uh, immigrants down the border to go to one location. He's collecting a percentage of that. I guarantee it. And, and there's a way. And there's a way. Look, I've I've said it, man. If I, if I'm elected, I'm going to look into this NGO process, and I'm going to look at the way the money w was distributed, the way it was uh, it was awarded to them. How was it distributed? How did they use it? And I want to know. I want to know. I want to follow the money. And I want to know if it went back to line the pockets of politicians. And so, and so to kind of piggyback on something that you said earlier, how do people get involved? We need an army of researchers. You need to go out there and you need to be looking at the Federal Election uh, Commission, uh, the FEC, and you need to look at the money of your candidates. Uh, we're supposed to. I, I just filed my first one. Uh, I raised a little bit of money, but hey, look, all it takes is a pebble to bring down a giant, right? So anyway, sorry, sorry for knocking down the camera there. But anyways, so so you go look at the FEC and, and look at look at who's giving them money. 
and just just research it just google it you know bing it you know duck it whatever you want to go look just just research people follow the money folks follow the money there's people that are trying to help me out looking at endeavors uh uh, uh this, this guy gonzalez is getting a lot of money out of florida and i'm like really he's getting boatloads of money they're maxing out a per person is $2,900. A couple is, you know, uh, $5,800. So he's maxing out almost $6,000 per couple. And a lot of this money is coming from Florida. And I'm like, really, people? A lot of these people that are crossing the Cubans, the Haitians, Venezuelans, Colombians, they, they're going to Florida. And so, you know, that's why I'm saying we are funding our own invasion. We are donating to our own demise here. Because people just don't do the research into who their candidates are and their affiliations and follow the, the donors. Uh, Tony Gonzalez was also, uh, you know, helped out by Ameri uh, Americans for Prosperity. And, and, and he's been a good puppet for the open borders crowd. Uh, he's, he's, you know, uh, and, and he got into place. I call him the illegitimate congressman, guys, because, look, the, the guy that I was campaign manager for, Raul Reyes, Check this out. Election night. It's a runoff in July of, of 2020. Uh, COVID had come in, pandemic, all that stuff. And so the March primaries have been pushed into June. We hold our elections and it's going to be a runoff between uh, Mr. Reyes and uh, Raul Reyes and, 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 and the infiltrator, Gonzalez. Election night, we're gathered at his house. San Antonio news stations are, you know, like anywhere else around the country, you know, periodically, every five, 10 minutes, updates, updates, primary results, primary results. And so, so there were several runoffs that night, Raul Reyes with a hundred percent of Bear County, the largest district in the 29 County district, uh, the largest County Bear County, 100% of all the precincts reporting at about nine twenty-five, and lo and behold, about 9.35 or so, the next update, that 100% of all Bear County precincts had rolled back to 95%. And the 13, 1400 vote lead that we had diminishes, diminishes, diminishes. In the morning, we're down by seven votes. We ended up losing by about 30-something votes, folk. And, 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 and we believe that, that, that what happened was that, oh, my God, our candidate's going to lose. And so this was a precursor to what happened in November 2020. Uh, they got the template. They know how to do it. And they need it in place. They needed to have to run hand in hand with Biden. They needed a globalist on 823 miles of U.S.-Texas border where we have seen such a tremendous buildup. In this district, guys, there are. Of facilities. I just went to Pecos. I went to a, a unaccompanied alien child facility in Pecos, P-E-C-O-S, a home of the first uh, rodeo. <laughs> and, and But anyways, they have a facility there. They are gearing up to, to take 3,000 children into their facilities, folks. They are building man camps. You know, they have, they, I need to go out there with a drone and just take an aerial view of that facility. Uh, it's huge. And, and so there's so much money that's being thrown at. So that's one in Pecos. And, and then they have in, in little communities, Mentone and Orla. These are, little, you know, dots in the map, but people live there. They have man camps where the, the workers from the child facility in Pecos are, 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 are shuttled 30 and 
45 miles away, 50 miles away, because they have the money to be able to do this, guys. And so now uh, the word is they're actually going to consolidate some of the man camp closer to the facility. They're expanding that. There's talk about building a school for these children. And, and look, they're doing it not just in Texas. We have several of those facilities in this district. Uh, North Carolina, everybody's been talking about that. Or is it South Carolina, you know, where they're building that huge facility, I think, for something like 5,000 children over there. So there's a lot of money, guys. And, um, geez, I mean, we could just go on and on talking about this. Well, we definitely want to bring you back on, uh, yes. Frank, because, uh, holy shit, dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I completely agree with everything you've said. There's nothing yet I've heard you say that I disagree with. So, except the um, except the cowboys okay the cowboys would be one i, I can't i can't go with you on the cowgirls but you'll have that on those big jobs but that's because i'm an eagles fan so i i'm sure you'll understand oh god yeah. the eagles are terrible too so it's all good anyway yeah we both suck all right what's new anyway we appreciate having you on uh and i'm sure you'll see some donations roll in from this and we got a lot of people who live in texas that watch so if you're in texas and you can help out in his congressional district let's do it folks this guy's name has got to be out there i know that if we just punch his name into search engines we're going to find this guy we're going to find out what the fuck he's all about we can track the money i know we can track the money let's do it yeah Um, and let me qualify that real quick. You say you punch your, let me tell you what this guy did. Tony Gonzalez and uh, hindsight 2020, man, we hope along the road, we're going to help candidates. First thing you got to do folks is buy up websites that have your name. You got to buy, you got to, you got to go in and buy your name online. Even if you just do it as a precaution, because, because what this guy did y'all, he bought my name. So if you type in Frank Lopez jr, you go to a website that was created by 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 this guy. He's a congressman, and 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 he, and he he throws lies out there. And he references one of those is the Eagle Pass news leader that I was taking you about. It's owned, telling you about. It's owned by his best friend. And lo and behold, uh, they, they throw this story out, shady shady stuff. I think it's called Frank Lopez's shady is the name of the website. But that that, that just shows you, you know. They, they will do and say anything. And and folks have told me, you, you got to be careful, Frank. Keep your head in a swivel. Yeah, I, I'm going after a, a massive cash cow here. And justices, congressmen, hell, presidents who who, who dared cross the line uh, have been have been offed. I mean, that's that's reality, folks. And, and so I'm not just going down here after a, a corrupt congressman i believe but but i'm stepping on the toes of the cartel and i I, look that's reality look we live my god millions of people live on this border there's things that happen all up and down this border but but i am also aware of that and so i just wanted to say that when you said that uh you 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 type my name in you you, you're going to come across that this guy bought my name and he's slap he's slandering me libeling me with my own name so that's why frank4cd23.com is where you find out, you know, my, my, my philosophy, my, you know, my platform is, and why I'm running. Excellent. All righty. Well, we've got it. Uh, we've got it right here. Uh, go look it up. Uh, I like the look of it already. Um, yeah. And uh, here, I'll just bring it up. Thank you. And there it is. So just go here. Um you can read all about him, his time in the Border Patrol, all the way down to post-retirement and what he's doing now. Go in there, check it out, folks. Um, 
there's a donate tab all the way to the right. You can donate there if you want to donate. Um, and that is uh, Frank for CD23. Go check it out. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, sir. And uh, we we'll will definitely you have you, Beth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. I appreciate it. God bless y'all. Have a good evening. God bless you, you, sir. You have a great night and enjoy your evening. Thank you. Thank We're going to jump to a commercial real quick. Yeah, quick commercial. Here's yep. CBD. Here yep. we go. Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab testing. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents. Heavy metals. Microbials. Foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. Yeah, folks, uh, there was Frank. Um, go. Go donate. Uh, give him some cash. Uh, don't give us anything. Go give him something. Yeah. Um, I don't give a shit what it is. Make a donation. That's the type of candidate we need to support. That is the fucking type of guy we want. That's the type of person we need. Um, those. That's the type of candidate both me and Justin were going to be. Um, yeah. That's exactly the platform we are pretty much running on. I mean, talk about an echoed platform. It, if I disagreed with a guy anywhere, it was just over the Cowboys thing. And it was just because I'm a weird ass football fucking nut that loves the Eagles still, even though I don't watch it because I can't watch it. But literally this, we have so much, news there's so to. much news to get Tomorrow to because there's be so much shit. Show, it's going to be a long show. So three guests in a row and they've almost and eaten up all of our time. Which, on each and they've of them. been great. I mean, don't yeah, get me I don't, wrong. that's why amazing. I gave them the time. I know. But, um, but yeah, but we have, there's so much, there's to so to. much to talk about. So first and foremost, here we go again. Yes. Why we're here. Um, holy fuck. Monkey pox. It is now a declared national emergency here in the United States. Medical national emergency. Um, so hence the reason <laughs> X going to give it to you. I'm just telling you X going to give it to you folks. Okay, But here's the but real quick for okay. everybody else. Thunder. 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 Kicks. Get the fuck out of here. And of course, to my respect for the beloved Wolfpack and the Patriots. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. There is a lot going on. And monkeypox um, that comes from gay butt sex, from gay men having sex um, with men who have, um, the they have fire coming from their butthole. Um, Okay. Flames coming Flames from your butthole. That butthole. will stop so, okay. all man sex going on. From the Washington Post. As monkeypox strikes gay men, officials debate warnings to limit partners. Okay. We had a fucking cold 
and they shut down the country. They shut down schools. They made everyone wear masks for two fucking years. But now you have a literal gay sex pandemic, but you can't tell them not to have sex with multiple random partners because that's no, of course not wrong. Absolutely. Are, are, are you kidding me? Uh, San Francisco, thousands of gay men clad in leather, latex, and often much less partied along Folsom Street here last weekend during the annual King and Fetish Festival. We talked about this, Door Alley. Even after the city had just declared the monkeypox outbreak striking its gay community a health emergency, <laughs> one day after the World Health Organization urged men to sleep with fewer men to reduce transmission, San Francisco public health officials made no attempt to rein in festivities or warn attendees to have less sex. Stop sticking your dick in other people's ass. How many dicks do you need in your ass? Seriously. I don't know. How many do you need? None. If I have to have one, it's only going to be one. Okay? Okay. Just one. And I'd rather not. But for real, I... It's so ridiculous. It is is absolutely ridiculous. Many public health officials and activists who spent decades on the front lines of the battle against HIV AIDS say they have learned it is futile to tell people to have less sex. That stance put them puts them at odds with the WHO, a top New York epidemiologist who condemned the city's messaging and others within the gay community who say gay men deserve direct warnings before it is too late to end the outbreak. They're afraid they're going to hurt their feelings. Apparently. I, oh. I mean, just apparently, I'm just guessing. I, I don't, I, I, don't I, I, I can't, I can't even. It's just so fucking ridiculous. So, uh, really Stop quick, sticking dicks in your ass, and you won't get monkeypox. So, uh, I, I don't want to get into anything because I know I'm going to snap. Um, no, no, let's get into the, the let's get into the housekeeping aspects. Actually, no, I'm going to get into one because I did want to get into one, actually two. I'm going to get into two. Um, two of the stories I want to get into tonight before they get any more feverishly out of control and people end up spouting the wrong information really quick. Let's start out with this Kansas thing again, because I, I told you all about it last night. Yep. And uh, the reason I told you all about it last night, because it's really important that we, let, we read this, we understand what's going on here. And this actually came from Axios, which is surprising in and out of itself. Um, the, if you listened at all, I don't know if anybody's listening to the fucking um, abortion news, as I call it now, because that's what I'm going to call it is the abortion news. But um, political playbook or uh Politico playbook um, this morning. Again, they brought up this whole Kansas thing. And I'm sitting there confused because I was like, wait a minute. Y'all do realize like you lied to us. The Why media they don't care. They lie every, every day. Okay, constantly. stop, stop. The media and every liberal out there has lied to us. Every time that a liberal brings up this abortion thing again to you, I want you to kick them square in the nuts. And the way you're going to kick them in the nuts is like this. Okay. The first way I want you to do it is this way. I want you to say to them, okay, so, so wait a minute. What you're telling me is that Kansas won this vote for abortions to be legal in Kansas yet. Can you stop? Well, if we're going to abortion, I'm going to no, would you stop? Stop. Just leave it. Right. I, I had it. Would you fuck? 
Well, there, mm. there's clips on abortion. If you're talking about abortion, so, then let's play the clips. Understand. So what you're saying to me now is that you lied about Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Because that's what they did. They lied about Roe versus Wade. They said that, oh, it made abortion across the United States illegal. So what you just did was you lied to me about Roe versus Wade. And now you're trying to tell me that because of Roe versus Wade, Kansas is now saying, no, look, you can have abortions in Kansas. No, that's actually not what the law says at all. But okay, I'll play your game. And I was confused by this because I was like, wait a minute. I thought we just talked about this. I thought it was clear. But now I realize why it's not clear. I read the fucking bill that they were running in Kansas and what was voted no to. And now that I read the bill, holy fucking shit. The Republicans in Kansas are a bunch of fucking idiots. They need to be taken outside, kicked square in the nuts, removed from their position and told to go sit in a corner somewhere safely in color so they don't hurt anyone else. Because after I read it, I felt like this. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. So seriously, looking at this, okay, Axios actually, one more time, I got a broke watch. It's right twice a day. I got to give them this one. This is uh, a win in their column. A resounding victory for abortion rights in Kansas, bolstering Democrats' confidence that the issue will help them the close, close to the midterm races in several key states. The big picture, Tuesday night's results, an 18-point loss for a proposal to strip abortion rights outside of the state constitution yielded a new evidence that abortion uh, abortion can push swing voters towards Democrats and mobilize a liberal base. Abortion now often ranks as the second most important issue in national polls after the economic concerns in particular uh, resoundance battleground states where access hangs in the balance. In Pennsylvania, Lieutenant Governor, Governor John Fetterman, the Democratic nominee for the Senate, used Kansas' vote as a new avenue to attack GOP rival Mehmet Oz, who opposes the abortion rights. No, he doesn't. But okay. Which he doesn't, but whatever. Here in Pennsylvania, Republicans want to do the same thing for radical GOP political attempts uh, that they did in Kansas, okay? The big picture in Kansas is the law itself. If you read the law, and I'm not going to read it here, it is very, very fucking confusing. Even I was confused when I was done reading it. I had no idea, am I fucking voting to stop abortions in Kansas, or am I stopping from the word abortion being used in the Kansas fucking constitution? And then I realized it. You want to know what I realized? The fucking rhino Republicans in Kansas wrote it this way on purpose so that it wouldn't pass. Because the wording that they used, holy shit, alphabet soup doesn't even come fucking close. It was like a cam Camelos uh, staffer wrote it. Yes. Wrote it. And yeah. used one word over and over again, abortion, 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 abortion. And you had no idea at the end of the fucking law whether or not what you were voting for was actually stripping it from the Constitution or adding it to the Constitution. You had no idea. I was confused.
And I said, no. Okay. So now I understand where the confusion is. Understand what they were voting on in Kansas. Kansas was making an attempt to add abortion protection against abortion rights. Okay. So basically they were taking a pro-abortion stance to stop people from having abortions in Kansas. And they were trying to prevent pro-abortion rights to be added to their constitution. But the way it was worded, it sounded like they were trying to take abortion out of the constitution. Okay. I, okay. Which completely failed, obviously, because it was written like a bunch of third graders wrote it. Which I was like, all right, that makes sense in a way, but it doesn't because I think it's stupid, but whatever. This is all gamesmanship, all gamesmanship. And no, oh, hold on one second. I got to, I'm looking for one thing because there was, you're right. You did have one that I wanted everybody to listen to. Yep. Uh, so it's really funny because then this morning I saw this and this makes it even more interesting because I don't even think the Democrats understand the law that they just voted no to. Uh, look, I mean, just to, you know, it's really important what this is going to do. It's going to help, in particular, low-income women, right? If you think about it, it paves the way for Medicaid to pay for abortions for women having to travel out of state. Uh, Secretary Becerra will invite states to apply uh, for Medicaid waivers to allow them to provide reproductive health care to women who live in states where abortions are banned. Uh, those he judged to be the strongest and most effective on both legal and policy grounds. That's what the, what the president is doing. He's reviewing uh, the options that he has. Reading directly from a piece of paper in which the narrative is written on, she is obviously still the absolute worst fucking. Okay. Um, is it legal to use federal dollars out of Medicare or Medicaid to pay for abortion? As of right now? No, no. No, that is illegal. You that cannot again, do that. That is called the Hyde Act. You Correct. cannot use federal dollars to pay for an abortion. Correct. That's the reason why I had to go with my first wife. Um, sorry, first cunt. Sorry, let me make sure I make I'm that the appropriate. Cunt? Uh, no, you're still my wife, okay, so you're not a good. cunt yet. Well, I mean, I you only have, fall but... into cunt status when we get divorced or I kill you. I like um, cunt. That's my personal pronoun. I know it is. And I, I like that you like it, but it fucks me up. Anyway, um, my first wife in the military, the government would not pay for the abortion. And the baby would not have survived and she would have died. And she would have died. So there was a lot of things there. And I never wanted to do it, but I didn't see another way. And uh, against my best wishes, we went uh, along with it. And... Um, I've had to deal with that. It's a sin I will take with me to the grave. Um, and I will have to deal with that when I stand in front of uh, Peter. But hey, that'll happen. But that's on me. That's not on any of you. The point is, is that we, no matter what I wanted, it didn't matter because I'm not having the baby. Because one more time, um, I am merely um, just there, a participating member who, you know, I was participating nine, nine months ago, and maybe. I'm just there now. I mean, um, who knows, it, though, with this whore. That's a good point. Maybe.
But um, we have other things going on. And one of the other ones, and I have to do this one because this is most important. This is, I would do this uh, just because I know Justin would have talked about this. So I'm going to talk about it. You don't want to play the other two abortion clips? No. Uh, we've said enough. Okay. The There was uh, a guy running around New York City. He was on the street. He was running around punching, super superhero punching people in the back of the head. Oh, that's pleasant. He had dropped two ladies already um, when this came up. And um, he ran into a guy that um, none of us would probably really want to fuck with. Because quite honestly, seeing, I've seen these guys tangle. They're, they're not a whole lot of fun. Um, anyway, motherfucker uh, basically gets his ass handed to him. And this is a great a video of it. It's not a video of him getting his ass taken down, but this MMA fighter in pretty much two moves dropped this dude to the ground and he's calling 911 and he doesn't have to do anything. Hold on. Let me bring that back just a little bit so you can hear what he was saying there because I talked over him, but I just turned it up. What? They were walking into me. That's bullshit, bro. You still don't punch people in the fucking face for no reason. Is that like I fell and landed on his dick? Yeah, kind of. He's like, I, I just fell and, and my like fist hit were, him in the they face. They were walking directly into me. They were. They just walked into my They ran fist. into my fist. I don't know what fault. they were doing. It's not my fault. Seriously? So this dude got his ass whooped. So uh, the alleged criminal learned the hard way that messing with the wrong person is a bad idea. MMA fighter Ro Malabanan, I have never heard of this guy, was getting off a subway in New York City when he saw a homeless man attacking people. That's when he sprung into action and take the bad guy and he took the dude down in less than a minute. Uh, others, other, another article I read was less than 30 seconds, but, um, uh, he, he practices jujitsu kicked in. I jumped on his back. He tried to swing me off, but then, um, for those of you who know, I dragged him down in a seatbelt position and dragged him to the floor. He immediately took his, he, he took his back and I pinned him to the ground and that was it. He said, uh, just another day, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's a pretty simple formula. Yet people are acting like they can't harm innocent people in the city. First, this was a shop owner who was in California, blasted a bad guy for uh, auditioning for a role for the Clint East movie. Now the guy has been taken down to a homeless, uh, a homeless man, allegedly attacking multiple innocent people. Crime is seemingly out of control in America. It's good to see that there's still good people who are standing up for for American citizens. No shit. So this guy literally took this dude down in like 30 seconds and he's got him wrapped up pretty good there on the ground. That's got to be, that's not uh, painful, but all he's got to do is twist his knee right there and that becomes extremely painful if you think about what's hanging down there between the legs, you know, the old ball and tackle, wedding tackle, uh, twig and berries. This guy's going to hurt in the morning, I'm sure, but that's just more of that. It's just more shit just going okay. out of control well, in this country. Well, that, that's, I have another oh. fun story to okay. go along with that. Okay. How a Democrat congressional staffer faked being an FBI agent and became a fugitive. Hmm. This guy's got some balls. Okay. He's got balls fucking bigger than he fucking. He bought loads of gear to fake being an FBI agent. When he was, when he was approached by secret service, he led them on a chase. Um, he was a staffer for uh, Brad Schneider a Democrat out of Illinois, and he was quietly fired last year um, after doing this. Um, 
It took four different law enforcement agencies three months to eventually catch up with the staffer 500 miles away. It was only after a Secret Service agent managed to track down the online shops that sold the staffer mock federal agent gear and a bogus license plate for his fake police car, decked out with a siren and flashing lights that authorities were able to arrest him. The congressional staffer in question, Sterling Devion Carter, admitted in court to openly carrying a firearm illegally because you cannot openly carry in D.C. unless you're a cop. Federal prosecutors dropped the law enforcement impersonation charge and he narrowly avoided prison time. Because he's a Democrat. Uh, there it is. That's where the story kicks in. When Carter pleaded guilty at 24, he barely made the age cutoff to take part in a local District of Columbia prison prison diversion program for young first time offenders, according to his lawyer. Uh-huh. Um, oh. Not only that. He didn't want to see Bubba in jail. No, 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 no. Oh, while he worked for this congressional staffer's office. He forged his supervisor's name and gave himself $80,000 in pay raises. Dude, who is this guy? This guy's my hero. <laughs> no shit. So, okay. All right. Let me, let me go back to Dude, that fucking rocks. Hold on. So, um, but going back to impersonating the FBI agent. So, um, so wait a minute. Right. What did he get fired for? Did he get fired for stealing eighty thousand no, dollars of tax, taxpayers' no, no. money, got, or did he get he fired, fired for, for impersonating, impersonating an FBI, FBI agent? agent? Yeah. So why the fuck is this guy still on the street? So okay, so he was standing near his parked car. He was wearing a black T-shirt that read "Federal Agent," a police duty belt, a Glock pistol, extra ammunition, handcuffs, a radio, and an earpiece. And that was enough to convince passerbys who kept thanking him for his service, according to court records. But something also seemed off about Carter. For one, he put his pistol magazines in pouches clipped behind his gun, making it practically impossible to reload the pistol in a firefight with his free hand. It was a rookie mistake, and someone actually trained to shoot with a handgun would have noticed it, according to a person familiar with the investigation. Absolutely, I would have noticed it. Yep. I would have said, how are you going to reload that gun? Yeah, the closer real federal agents got to him, the more Carter moved away towards the city police already on scene, this person recalled. When the agents ran the suspicious car's plates, the results came back empty. Hmm. Shortly afternoon, the agents contacted the Secret Service Joint Operations Center and asked for uniformed officers to confront this mystery man. When five bicycle cops with the Secret Service approached him, they sent five bicycle cops to approach someone with a car. He's a Democrat. Carter simply said he was FBI, according to police report. His baseball cap and face mask made it difficult to identify his face, the police report said. When they asked him for his credentials, he said he didn't have them on him, then flipped on his emergency lights and sped away. One agent pedaled as hard as he could on an electric bike through se several D.C. streets, but gave up after a few blocks for officer safety reasons, the report said. Because he was about to have a fucking heart attack trying to chase a car through D.C. on a bike with four jabs in him, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the subsequent investigation became a joint effort by the Capitol Police, FBI, D.C., Metro, and the Secret Service. Folks, you can't make this shit up. But this was, is where our taxpayer money is, is going. awesome, but it was a long shot by one investigator, Secret Service Special Agent A. Pasquale, that God bless him. tracked Carter down, according to an affidavit by uh, an affidavit by a fellow Secret Service agent. Pascal deduced that the unidentified suspect might have been wearing a T-shirt made by a, sm a small business in Florida, 1350 Apparel. Working off a surveillance photo of the yet identified fake cop, Pascal and the business owner, a Coconut Creek 
a police officer named Christopher Lewis together figured out that it was probably a smaller medium shirt. They knew the shirt was relatively new because it bore a 13 FA logo on the sleeve, something the company just started doing little more than a year earlier. So this guy bought himself a shirt that said federal agent. So with a so, fucking which means, company hold logo on, on which it. means that this, this secret service agent, Looked mm -hmm. at the t-shirt. He's bought t-shirts from that company before. Okay. So just hold on. Listen mm -hmm. to me. Hear yeah. the theory here. Okay. <coughs> this motherfucker, this secret service agent has bought t-shirts here before that t-shirt 13 FA. I know them. Mm -hmm. They are also big into the, uh, fuck Joe Biden. Let's go. Brandon t-shirts. They are big into two a yep. freedom, fucking loving Patriots, which means this secret service agent is a freedom loving fucking Patriot. Even though he's a DC a, a Democrat staffer. No, 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 no. The, oh, D, the, the Secret oh, the Service Secret agent. Service. Yeah. Okay. And he noticed the T-shirt, and he goes, "Well, in a weird way, I'm going to deduce that I know the company of that T-shirt because <laughs> of the brand on the sleeve." Well, they probably only saw the front half of the T-shirt. So, uh, of course, Justin's don't have it. But if I was yeah, wearing yeah. one of my zero Fox zero Foxtrot yep. shirts from the front of my sleeve, you could tell everybody that watches us every night, you could tell that, Hey, that's a zero Foxtrot emblem. That motherfucker is, uh, he's wearing zero Foxtrot. You get with the company owner. Next thing you know, you break it down. It's a small company. He's got the medium to large yeah. t-shirt orders. Small to medium, yeah. Hey, I got this one going to DC on this date. Well, is this your guy? And then this Pasquale also somehow figured out that the mystery fake cop bought his counterfeit plate at signs and tags online.com. When Pascal gave him the replica DC tag number, a customer service representative turned over an invoice, and once again, it was Sterling Carter. So, two. Boom. That's that's done. that's circumstantial, but, but that's enough to be credible. Three weeks after the police chase, that the Secret Service discovered that Carter was Carter was actively credentialed congressional staffer with security access across the Capitol building, while simultaneously being a wanted fugitive. Wow. His neighbors told federal agents they'd seen Carter dress up like law enforcement before openly carrying his firearm, which is illegal in D.C. unless you're a cop. He's a Democrat. And they remember what the fuck's he doing with a gun? They remembered Carter referring to his fake police car as his work vehicle. Secret Service agents with a search warrant broke into Carter's home on New Year's Day. They didn't break in. They entered legally. I, I know. I, that's so funny. Where an affidavit said they found his Glock 19 pistol, the extra magazines, ammunition, and even the receipt for the police car siren. He was arrested weeks later in Georgia at his parents' home. Where does he live in Georgia? I don't know. Probably Atlanta. He then spent 81 days in jails across Georgia, Oklahoma. Why Oklahoma? And the District of Probably Columbia. did something illegal there, too. Uh-huh. Um... Faced with the Daily Beast questions this week, Representative Scheider's office did not explain why it made no public mention of the incident at the time. Hmm. When the congressman's office was made aware about uh, Carter's impersonation of an officer, it gave Carter the option to resign or be fired, according to an officer's sworn, sworn statement. Carter was still on the run in Georgia. Uh, he called Schneider's office from his personal cell phone and chose to resign, but he still kept his government-issued phone, according to the, those police records which they never turned off, probably. That's how they call it. However, the initial investigation opened a can of worms that did eventually go public. Schneider's office discovered that Carter, who, as operations manager, oversaw congressional staff pay, had given himself an $80,000 raise. What the district Columbia really used? No, no, I do. I used to work there. Trust me. I know exactly oh. what the District of Columbia uses. I was sitting there watching them.
They're a bunch of fucking dumbasses. But yeah. holy shit, so, it took him that long to connect the fact that he's a staffer. Normally, when you run his name, weeks. it comes up. There's a um, if you work for the government and you're in D.C. and you live in D.C. proper. OK, there's a couple different things when they run your s stuff through their system that pops up. So, for instance, if you have a plate. And it's a government vehicle. First of all, it's going to bring up that it's a GS tag. GS means general services tag. It's general services administration, which means you work for the federal government. Um, it comes up with a little box in the bottom corner of their screen that says GS tag, which normally means for them that they can't ticket it, which I always loved because I used to drive a government vehicle all over the fucking place. I parked that bitch in some of the most random places just to see if I got a ticket. Never got a ticket. Yeah. Why didn't I get a ticket? Because I had GS tags. GS tags, uh, they look like normal DC tags, but when they run them in the system, it pops as a GS it pops as a GS tag, um, especially on the federal side. Um, if you are in DC and you are truly an FBI agent, you will have what we call the undercover tags. Now, the cool thing about the undercover tags, every state's got them. Everybody's got them. I've used them before. I've used them here in Georgia before. Um, and for the longest time, when they run an undercover tag, it tags your supervisor, like whoever your supervisor is on the signature block and the memorandum that goes to the um, driver's administration, wherever you're at, that supervisor's block, it, his name and number, phone number have to be in there. And the reason the name and the phone number have to be in there is the second that the number is run through a LexisNexis or other credible database, uh, police, whether it's a police organization, whether it's something else, it automatically tags, texts the supervisor's number. And when it hits, your supervisor looks at it and goes either A, what the fuck are you doing there? Or B, they run, they grab the phone. And when they grab the phone, they call the agent, whoever it is, says, hey, dude, you just got popped. You just got made. Get the fuck out of there. And you get the fuck out of Dodge. That being said, he didn't have, he had DC plates. Obviously, they came back to nothing. Now, normally when you run government plates, right, if they're un true undercover plates, they always have a backstory. They always have a backstop. We always have them backstopped. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you do it. If it's legal, it will come back with a backstopped um, identification, a which means it matches the person in the car matches the plates and the plates are registered to the person in the car. Everything is above reproach if you get pulled over by a local cop. However... That being said, if you have a fake plate, which means the number is not registered anywhere, everything comes back blank. It looks real. It tastes real. But when you actually run the plate, there's nothing there. The second that I get nothing in the plate run back, you're done. You're going to jail because everything about you now is bullshit. Everything you say from that point on is a lie to me. So if I ever pulled you over and I came back up to your plate and I asked you to step out of your vehicle, I'm putting cuffs on you, A, because having a fake plate is illegal as all get out. It's a felony here in Georgia. It is a third degree felony, but it's still a felony here in Georgia. But so immediately part you're getting cuffed. Your ability to move at that point is over. I am arresting you. Okay, great. So now that everyone knows that, that's that's. 
I'm so I'm so glad you shared that. Actually, yeah, I, I want people no, to know I that. No, I, I know. Um, That's and, important to and know. It is, and this is a fun tangent. So when when Mick had undercover plates, he um, he actually used his personal vehicle um, for a couple different things. For a couple different things, but so it was it was registered with the city, so basically he could park anywhere and get parking tickets, and then he deployed, and I took over his personal vehicle. <laughs> And she parked anywhere. Which still had the undercover plates because he changed jobs, but no one ever updated the city. So for like three years, I parked anywhere. And they thought I was an undercover fucking federal agent. It was fantastic. No, we still got a ticket, but the ticket went nowhere. No, the ticket went nowhere. It, it just went, went away. You get a ticket. You still get a ticket, but the ticket it, goes nowhere. It, just it goes away. into a file that great. they uh, every 30 days they destroy. So- for like three years, we weren't getting any parking tickets downtown. It was fantastic. And then one day she parked in the fucking weirdest spot and all of a sudden she got a parking ticket. And, and then like, she's like, the then fuck? she had to really pay it. She's like, wait a minute. I've never had to pay these before. I've always parked here. And she had changed plates. She got a new car. She changed plates. And they were like, yeah, you can't do that. No yeah, no, it doesn't work. Anyway, so that was that was the end of that. It was fine. But uh, before we wrap up, I do. I do. And we have a lot. And tomorrow's going to go long before we, we before we even tomorrow. get to that. We're going to do this first because we have to do this. Oh, we do have to do this. OK. Light it up if you got it, y'all. Spark it. Smoke it. Roll it. Whatever. Flip it down. Yep. I need a super secret agent plate. <laughs> LOL. I know. It's great. Folks, it's. It's really not that cool, but it was funny, though, because for three years she had no idea. And then all of a sudden one day she parked in the weirdest spot and she got a ticket. She's like, I park here all the time. And the cop like looked at her. Really? Yeah. Sucks. So, while we're uh, doing a tribute to Justin here, I got to tell y'all that you were right. You were a hundred percent right. Okay. What's that? When y'all told me, now you guys came. And told us on the air, uh, in the chat, that Scott McKay, the Patriot Street Fighter, was spreading basically bullshit about what happened to Justin. He said Justin was found dead in his apartment and the deep state killed him and this, that, and the other. And on air, I texted Ann Vandersteel and I asked Hold on. her. Since I, I am asked, emotionally removed from this, let me Scott read this. Okay. Because we wanted to clear the air. We wanted to make sure he got the truth out, right? Which, mind you... Honestly, it, it would have taken him five minutes of research to find out what was true. If he had gone and checked any of Justin's channels, like to see maybe his last few shows, he'd have seen that we were on three of his last four shows or some channels he'd see that we were broadcasting on his channels. And then he could have gone to our show, the one we did right after Justin died and played Gone Too Soon and gotten the whole story. But no, no, no. He ran with some bullshit conspiracy theory without doing. Yes, it was you. Even crazy Chuck with a K. Thank you, crazy Chuck. 
um, even an ounce of backstory research, anything. So let me let me read. Hold on, so, really quick. Anyway, because I've got my I've got my own message for Scott McKay, and, and I, I and I broke my phone today, so this might be. A little and I, I I hope to God that this fucking cunt reaches out after this no, because no, I, I I completely plan to destroy him. Okay. So really quick. Um, Velen reached out and to Ann Vandersteel, like she said, and uh, Scott sent this message. Hi, Velen. Ann Vandersteel just sent me your contact information, and I was hoping to connect with you on Justin's murder. Scott McKay here. And Velen reached back out and said, hi, Scott. And this was on June 26th at 6.58 a.m. Because he no, text July, texted July us, or I'm sorry, July 26th. Yeah. At, he texted us July 26th, 1.46 a.m. So Velen responded at on July 26th at 6.58 am and um he said she said hi scott i'd be happy to talk with you about justin's suicide i wish he wasn't he was murdered but most definitely took his own life i'll be around all day uh we don't go live until 6 p.m eastern standard time thanks for reaching out Velen. and um crickets today at, we didn't hear anything until uh Nothing. today today at 1203 p.m v uh reached back out and said yeah my audience told me that you were a patriot p-a-y-t-r-i-o-t and wouldn't want to hear the truth if it went against your narrative. I like to I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I guess you were I guess they were right. Um, they're pretty smart. You you, however, are giving the deep state a win they didn't even earn. Shame on you. And then he finally got back to her and he she oh, reached out at 12 o'clock. OK, he gets back to her at four o'clock in the afternoon, and says, what the hell are you talking about? And now I'm looking back at your earlier message, which I didn't see. And you're saying Justin didn't did take his own life. Well, now that now that I know that I will correct the record uh, with you. And for the com uh for you to come at me like this, you obviously know nothing about me. I've got a hundred people uh, lined up that want to come on uh, Patriot Street Fighter, and I get about two hundred text messages a day. And you take offense because I didn't find the time to get to you. Okay, you said you wanted to come on, uh, and then I this she is responded. I responded. Yeah, you said you wanted to come to know the truth, yet you didn't get back to me until I I called you out on it. I'm just. I'm just as busy. I have a daily show and a family to take care of, but I was able to and get a farm to run and a farm to run, but I was able to get back to you because the truth is important to us. And are you going to correct your, the record on your show? Wow. I'll take care of getting information out. Goodbye. Well, how will you do that when you don't have the info? Um, Scott, I have information for you, fellow. I know you don't know what I did in the past life, but it's not important here. However, let me tell you something, you right? fucking That's punk. That's ego much? Are you fucking kidding me? I've got 200, I get 200 text messages. You fucking texted me in the middle of the night. You fucking douchebag. Hey, you look, me and then you, you reached out to us, you fucking back. dumb motherfucker. No fucking you want to come on our show and talk about it? Come on our show and talk about, about it. But this bullshit, this fucking petty gay shit. Oh, geez, I got fucking two. You're a busy guy. Great. Golf clap, folks. Golf clap. You're a fucking douchebag. And I bet Justin would have said these words to you, to your face. That's amazing. I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. And I can't tell you what a piece of fucking shit you are. You want to continue spouting your lies? Go for it. We all know you're a patriot now. It's been confirmed. Everybody's aware. Don't worry about it. I will tell every human being I meet from this day to that, that you are a fucking patriot. Spelled with a Y. With a Y. 
Yes, exactly. All bitches of Charlie Ward, uh, Juan Osavin, Mel Kay, all they're all part of the Clay Clark crowd. They're, it's all that they're all the fucking same. Yep. Go figure. Yep. So, folks, if you listen to Scott McKay, it's a trap. It is a fucking trap, yep. and I'm just saying that was a bold move. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I don't think it will, but because from a mile away, your nuts are mine. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yes, fake triot. Absolutely right. Yes. You want to talk about shit? You want to talk about shit you don't Honestly, know about? I think I watched his show once, maybe two years ago at the beginning. And right off the bat, I knew he was fucking. I, it just it fucking infuriates me that you would even fucking try and do that shit. You fucking faggot. You obviously did not know what Justin felt about Clay Clark. Because if you fucking did, you fucking nutsucker. You would fucking realize, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't say anything and keep my mouth fucking shut, sit in the corner and color like a good little cock boy that I am. Yeah, he thought he, he Look, thought you he fucking knew cuck. because shut he the watched fuck up. One, two, uh, one and a half minute video of him confronting Sisolak. That's it. He, he never fucking watched his show. You had no idea what who Justin was or what Not Justin close. was about. And nope. I can tell you more about Justin than most people can that have known him his whole entire life. Yep, so... Um, Scott can, but now, now, Scott if you want to hear about the story, you can come here because I'm going to let, you know what? I'm not even going to fucking deal with you. I'm going to let my fucking wolf pack fucking destroy you. And they will, they are licking their fingers right now, fucking running their tongues over their teeth, just waiting to get a chance of your, just to give the teeth in your fucking skin. <laughs> oh my God. So y'all have fun with that. Um, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, so, so that was, that was after, if you guys, if you guys can see this, you see what I did to my phone. It is fucked. I dropped a stapler on it. And, and yeah, you're absolutely right. An, an electric stapler connected Thunder. to an air compressor. Thunder. Get the fuck oh. out of here. Oh. <laughs> Um, it's still Fuck yeah, how it works, but like you, you know, there's a big black hole in the center right around this whole spiderweb crack thing. And it's all the whole back is spiderweb too. Cause it's Dude, it was song. in the case. Yeah, it was in the case. Oh, I wonder if you can call the case company and say, Hey, well, the case is just for the back, but I do have this thing on the front, this, um, tempered glass screen on the front. That's supposed to be like it, same, same deal. It's supposed to be whatever. I have insurance on the phone. I don't give it a sh I don't give a shit, but, um, I'll, I do. Cause I don't feel like spending another no, fucking no, no. grand. You, you don't spend any rip, rip to your phone, VLAN rip to your yes, phone. Yes, exactly. So no, I'll turn it in and get another one and I, it'll, it'll be fine. You won't, we won't spend any more money cause we have insurance on it. So whatever. Um, I wonder, it's, I it's wonder, can we? can we, I don't know how to do that rage I shit. He, I don't know if he has a switch. I have no idea. Again, I got to get I you boys. I, I got to get channel, everybody so. over on. I, I know they don't want to, what? but I got to get all of our listeners over on pilled and um, the foxhole to come over here and get Twitch channels. So when we go raid fucking motherfuckers, we've got like four or 500 people going in there, just fucking somebody's channel up. Oh, it's too funny. I just, oh, Lynn said, read Sparky's comment. So I have to read Sparky's comment. What did, uh, oh, gay trans she <laughs> I love it. This love is it. now what we Fantastic. call fake patriots. Fake patriots will oh, now be called gay, gay trans sheet biters. biters. 
That's it. From now on, I never want to hear hear them referred to as patriots again. They are now gaytriot sheet biters. That's fantastic. Okay. Anyway, but it's buffering on foxhole again. Look at that. I did my my dad so help me put the rest of the roof on the chicken coop. Leanna, you have and, to come over to Twitch when that happens. That's yes. why I want you to get a Twitch Twitch account, girl. Because when when Foxhole fucks up, a lot of the guys on on Foxhole have Twitch accounts and they broadcast to Twitch. It is merely just adding another stream key to your OBS layer. Yeah, yeah, OBS streamer, whatever you use. Anyway, uh, she refreshed, um, so she didn't hear a word I just said. So okay, go well there figure. you go. Anyway, um. Uh, I'm not a sheep shagger. Last, last but not least, my new my pillow sandals came in today, right? Because we live in fucking Georgia. She got like the first set too. As comfortable as the slippers are, they're fur lined. I can only wear them for like two months of the year, basically January and February, maybe some of December. But like that, that's it because it's so freaking hot I'll here. Test it after you shut up. So <laughs> after you, madam, you first, women first. Um, I. I know uh, James was asking, he was going to ask his, his guest that came on after us, which would have been like two guests ago, I think about these things to see if they were like, um, like, uh, babe, you're like the fourth, you're like the fourth person in America that owns them. Maybe because like they sent it to us first. No, no, no. I, I, we had, we had early access to them. I, Oh, we have early access to them. Okay. They're maybe. not for sale yet, but they're coming online. Oh my God. They are the most comfortable. I think they, no, why, they didn't, are, they just, why didn't you give, get me a they, set? They just came online. Cause you've got your Crocs. Anyway, I want, I don't have Crocs. I have my freaking other sandals. I, I want, I wanted to test them out before I'll, I'll buy you a pair. Um, but, uh, oh my God, they're so incredibly comfortable. Like they have the memory foam sole and I'm, I got a pair of slides and a pair of regular sandals, like flip-flops. Um, sometimes with flip-flops, like the, the thing in between your toes. Yeah, is, it really fucks it really with That's why I don't like it. This, you you don't even feel it. Okay, well, that's even better. Like, that's another reason to get me a pair of this feel it. sandals. These things are amazing. And I got the slides too. So uh, anyway, they're my pillow sandals. amazing. Go yeah. check them out. My Use Defiant is the uh, code. Slash Defiant. And that'll get you uh and that'll they, get, they get just, you 10% they just, off. They just released this week. We did now that you get up to 66% or 66% um, off of everything, but yeah, like I think it gets you 10% off of uh normal normal uh when you just when you buy one or two things, you only get like 10%. Whatever. There, but if I you buy like three things, you get 66%. And no, right it's, now it's not like that. They're doing a, are on sale. They're doing a half off right now on the, the original sandals. Correct. And the my pillow mattress topper. Oh my God, the mattress topper. The mattress amazing. topper, if you can get that for 66% off right now, that means it's normally for like a California king. No bullshit. It's like um, seven hundred dollars. It's like seven hundred dollars. And uh, 66% off of $700, I can tell you right now, is like 300, holy, 300 bucks. Yep. So fucking go get it. That I'm telling you, the mattress stopper, end of it. That's it. You will never, ever, ever, ever. You can have the shittiest mattress in the fucking world. You can be l- literally sleeping on a two by four. Yeah. Or a fucking piece of plywood. And I tell you what, that mattress topper... That shit is the bomb. Yeah. 
Uh, 66% off for that right now. If you go get it, uh, it is outstanding. So I have to wait for a bit. Oh, you just bought the slippers. Are they not the bomb? Yeah. The moccasins are amazing, but I'm, I'm telling you, those are my favorites. I love the moccasins because in Georgia too, it's so fucking hot. So anyway, but I, I keep the house at a, at a good roasty 43 degrees in the summer. So no, he keeps it at 70, 72. We fight over it. So anyway. But yeah, no, that fucking, I'm telling you that mattress topper is, uh, it will make any shitty mattress. If you have an old shitty mattress and you don't have the money to go buy a new one. Leanna, we've had a code forever. We've had a code for like a year. But you, you want to, you want to still feel good when you go to sleep. I'm telling you, go get the fucking mattress topper. It changes everything. You sleep. I fucking couldn't sleep for the longest time on our bed. I tell you what, we got the mattress topper the first night. I slept almost 12 hours straight. Seriously, we uh we went on vacation to North Carolina um 2 years ago. First or- week that we owned the mattress topper. Yes. So uh the mattress topper came in. We go on vacation. I was furloughed, so I got two I went up for 2 weeks cuz we went to my parents' beach house before they sold it. Um but he could only get a week off of work. So I went up for two weeks with the kids and he came up for the second week. And before he came up, I called him and I was like, Hey, uh, I I need you to take the mattress topper off the bed and bring it with you to North Carolina. And he was like, have you lost your fucking mind? It's a 10 hour drive. And I was like, no, I haven't lost my fucking mind. I can't fucking sleep. This mattress is so goddamn uncomfortable. I am so spoiled now. I need my mattress topper. And he's like, how are you spoiled? You've had it for three days. And I was like, I need my mattress topper. And so I had he, to drive it all he the way bitched about it. But I tell you what, he, he pulled up at that beach house and sure as shit, this giant California King mattress topper was shoved to the back of his pickup truck in the back seat. Yep. <laughs> it's I had no room for anything else, but I it's had that absolutely amazing. Top. So, yeah. so anyway, either way, we got to get out of here because we yes. were really late either way. Uh, like yeah, share, subscribe, uh, tomorrow night will be a very long show. So make sure you stay tuned. Cause I got tons of stories. I yeah. got tons of stuff we got to talk about. There's so much shit going on right now. Um, some wrong info, some good info, some bad info. And of course all the weird shit, because you know, we do not go out and not get fucking, uh, non-weird shit. Oh, B-Lynn awesome. and Mick, Carrie Lake, 46.7% Rhino sellout. Uh, My Canaanite ropes in 42.5%. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Go Carrie. Go Carrie. That's what we're looking for. Yep. So either way, uh, we appreciate y'all coming out tonight. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Remember it is Friday. We will do a call in portion of the show. So if you're around on Friday, uh, we'll put our phone numbers back out there and fucking, you can call in. If you got questions, you got something you want to talk about, we can talk about it. Uh, but tomorrow will be a longer show. If we do that, we're going to try and slip that in there somewhere, probably towards the end. So Stay up with the show. Uh, either way, for the Mick. And Lynn. We will talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks, fuckers, for coming out. Thanks for watching. Talk to you tomorrow night. Have a great night. There's a system in the backwoods There's a way of doing things If you break in, we don't leave all of the fun to the police I just heard a bunch of racket Coming from the back screen door
Soon as you step in, I'm gonna drop you on the kitchen floor Cause we ain't playing, we ain't playing My sawed-off 12-gauge spreads a country mile, you know it Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house But I'll have you gone in less than one Cause out here I am 911 Has the castle doctrine Florida, Georgia, Idaho Carolinas, Oklahoma They're all here to let you know But then we got New York, New Jersey With a duty to retreat I guess they'd rather have you dead Than to protect your family And that's why My sawed-off 12-gauge spreads a country mile You know it Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house And I'll have the job already done Cause out here I am 911 That sheriff, he can't save you It'll already be too late Protect you. Let you live to see another day. My sawed off 12 gate spreads a country mile, you know it. Step one foot in this house, son, you've already blown it. Text 20 minutes for the police to find my house. But I'll have you gone in less than one. Here I am, 911. I'm 911. So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, is is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And uh, we found uh, we found a bunch. And one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was Cultural Life 1972. Cultural Life 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death, folks. So uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life. Their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life and they support um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col 
1972.com. You can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get-go. Uh, we told her that we'd support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, It's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, okay, I, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This, this, this is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you and, uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's uh, that's another really important thing these days. So folks, again, culturelife1972.com use promo code Patriot party, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right. Thank you. Where no one sleeps deeply, the pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. Yeah! I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life.